the Onyx Pathcast. I'm this week's host, Eddie Webb, and with me is my co-host, Dixie Cochran. Hi there! Hello, and today we're going to do something a little different. Uh, we're actually going to get together and we're playing Exalted Essence. Well, Yay! Not, not today. Today we're going to make characters for Exalted Essence, and then after that we're going to play. We're going to play like a scene, you know. We we'll, see. we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how fast this goes. I've got a bunch of dice. I want to roll a die. I'm, I'm, I'm going to roll a die right now. Ha-ha! Three. Nice audio. Good job. There you go. Ha-ha! <laughs> so uh, since it would be a little awkward if it was just two of us playing, we, we invited a couple other folks. Uh, so um, playing with us is Chaz. Hello. And our uh, story guide, storyteller, I forget what it's called. Storyteller. Storyteller. Is Monica. Hi. It would be, of course, Chaz Kellner and Monica Specka, both yeah, the Exalted yeah. team, Exalted Correct. Essence. Uh, they are also the Exalted Essence companion developers, co-developers. So this is very exciting. Thank you for covering for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> Did you forget everybody's <laughs> last name? <laughs> I'm looking at the screen. It's like it just all has first names. Like I just merely blanked. Yeah. It's like, no, I am just one name, like Madonna or Cher. Right, exactly, Prince. I mean, Monica and Madonna are pretty close. <laughs> yeah, but also like the artist just named Monica already exists. She claimed oh, it first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like we were kids. Yeah. Uh huh. I, I, I wonder if she's still is. making music. Well, that's she a was tangent a, that we yeah. Don't she was a right pop now. star from <laughs> the the late '90s. Brandy Brit- <laughs> and Monica's "The Boy Is Mine" was a yeah. seminal uh, song about toxic women. Yeah, huh. this- who knew? No, like Very- it was, it was a pop song. A- <laughs> it was a pop song where it was just two women arguing about whether or not the boy belonged to them. And I'm like, looking back on that, that was not a good <laughs> from like good 1998. Message. Yeah, the 1990s were not a good look. No, no. <laughs> and like it is, it, it is sung excellently. It had an excellent music video. But looking back on it, I'm like, they should have just had a conversation or like <laughs> the polycule. I don't know. And then it could be the boy is ours. That's the next. Yeah, yeah no, that's a, that's a much better song. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, I am very excited about this. Um, if, if anybody has watched the streams, I've, I've play, I played Essence off and on a few times. I did some of the early plays with, with Monica, which are always fun. Um, she's my main storyteller for this, although I did do a longer series of Vorpal Tales around the Kickstarter where I played an Abyssal who had an absurdly long name, as Abyssals are wont to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's, let's, let's get into this. Let's talk about what we're making. Let's, let's, let's make some characters. Session zero. Yeah, let's, let's kind of let's walk through people walk people through the process of making characters which we worked pretty hard to make sure that it's pretty simple and easy to understand um and eddie is completely new to this yes so, so we'll find be, out he'll be the judge <laughs> right. i'm judging you all secretly you don't judge me secretly you judge me on air all the yeah time. yeah just judge me openly you don't they're guests so i'm gonna judge it. them secretly i'll judge you on air. <laughs> judge me to my face eddie <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> All right. So let's, we, we talked about it a little in our pre-show discussion, but for the sake of our audience, let's go through everybody's concepts one more time. Yeah. Any, yeah. Go for it. You, sa- you said yeah first. So go ahead. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, yeah. So I actually had made this character for a 3D Lunars game that I ended up not getting able to play in for scheduling, whatever reasons. Not a big deal. Um, but I really wanted to play her. Uh, so I am a way back fan of like, horse girl uh content and soft i don't know rural girl content from when i was a kid like i read all the chincoteague books i was a big fan of anna green gables etc etc and so i wanted to make like a softer character than i usually play 
Um, I know people are, are used to hearing me be like, I'm a hacker, I'm a scion, I'm a fight thing. And like, this girl still fights things, but she does it nicely. Um, so this is a Simhada girl <laughs> instead of a horse girl. So whereas, you know, horse girls are raised on horses and they love them. It's like a whole personality. This girl was raised on a Simhada farm. Uh, her name is Vashti of Teku Grove because they're all called something of something something. That's like a, a thing you have to be called. Um, and she is a super rural, castless, pretty new young lunar uh, who turns into a terrifying lion horse and can maul people in that guise. Because uh, I also think that like Monster Girl from Invincible is fun. Where it's like she's, oh, she's yeah. like an unassuming like young girl and she's like, eat That's you. Great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I am I am looking forward to this. Uh, for our unfamiliar audience, uh, Dixie is playing a Lunar Exalt who are very powerful shapeshifters. Um, that's like the, they do a lot of neat stuff, but their main yeah. thrust is being sort of like tricksters and monsters and witches and they can transform into other animals um, and yeah. other people. People fall under the category of animals too. Uh, so, it's true. Although I, yep. I think at this point in her career, my character probably only has animal spirit shapes because she probably yeah. feels weird about being another person. Being another person? Yeah, it's fair. Uh, you, it's your choice how you choose to use your shapeshifty powers. Yeah. Uh, some people are like, "Ooh, an excuse to be evil," and other people are like, <laughs> "I'm gonna, I'm gonna protect my guys and stuff like that." That is the exalted experience. What are you gonna do with the great power we've handed you? <laughs> um, <laughs> Fuck shit so, up. Uh, oh, and the other thing, just to define for our audience who may be tuning in and are unfamiliar, uh, Simhatas are mounts designed specifically for the Exalted, so they're big and they're super tough, and they look like horses, but they're also lions at the same time. Yeah, they got like <laughs> they, big saber tooth fangs. Yeah, yeah, they got like Ooh. a big saber tooth tiger face and a big mane instead of a nice. horse face. Yeah, um, Mel, they have hoofs. Meludon drew yeah. one of the best versions of one recently. Yeah. The best version. The best. Canonically. And she has been nice enough to send around the line art to some of us so we can have a Samata coloring page. It's yeah. um, amazing. So at yeah. some point, I, 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 I've got the black and white. I've got to print it printed out and I will be painting my Samata or, or coloring it because that's who I am as a person. That's amazing. Awesome. amazing. All right, cool. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. All right. Um, so, uh, basically my concept was Dixie kind of mentioned to me, me, her concept somewhat unprompted. I'm, like, I'm doing this. Like, oh, okay. Um, and so I kind of, I, I, I made her like months ago. Like, I know. I, I know. Player. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so, so we have found in the past when we game together that, uh, we work really well when I play kind of out, contrast her personality. Um, so I decided to play something a little more dour and perhaps more of a ranged fighter. Uh, and so I kind of just settled on dour archer and I had some initial ideas, but in the pre-show, uh, Monica just mentioned, oh, you could play an alchemical, which is basically a robot. And that was pretty much the end of the conversation. So I'm now playing, uh, an alchemical soul steel. Uh, I don't know the naming conventions for alchemicals yet. Oh, that, that, it's, it's fun actually. Yeah. Yeah. Alchemicals have names like ships. <laughs> so you can be named like. A uh, stern whip of industry, <laughs> which is an actual character name. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, or like dread protector of the mountains, or something like that. Uh, and then, okay. of course, you can shorten it if you want yeah. for your like name that we refer to you as. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's halfway between like a regular exalted and an abyssal name, where mm -hmm. it's like it's a little weird. <laughs> It usually indicates whatever purpose you were made for. So something like Steel Arrow of Justice? Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Right Soul on Steel Arrow of Justice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, I'll do that then. 
yeah cool uh and i just a quick rundown again for anybody who might be tuning in because they're curious and have no clue what we're talking about uh like like eddie said alchemicals are robots it's that's a little reductive there's more to it than that they are actually <laughs> also alive well right um yeah they you have to be alive to be exalted that's part of it uh Aww, except, exception only exalted rock <laughs> exception only made for liminals who are a weird corner case uh <laughs> They're they're alive-ish. They're they're, alive they're, they're unalive. <laughs> they're undead. Just undead. <laughs> they started out alive. Like they did start out alive, but they're not alive anymore. Possibly several different lives. Uh, so so alchemicals are basically like cyborgs or androids. I suppose is pretty more, is more accurate because they are in fact a living being uh, who has who was made to do this. They're uh, right. exalts who are purpose made, right? Um, and typically they are from. Uh, another plane of existence called Autochthonia, who is also an ancient titan uh, who made them in the first place. Um, and stories that take place there tend to be pretty insular as it's actually really hard to get from Autochthonia to creation. Mm -hmm. However, because uh, alchemicals are also basically the prototype exalt, uh, in essence, we added a detail that makes it way easier for alchemicals to play in mixed groups in that people can have found one like yeah hanging out in the, nice. in the in a first age cache somewhere um and since you in the pre-show proposed that you really wanted to be an outsider and mm -hmm. to kind of be clueless because you want to be clueless for the sake of the audience and i presume also for humor uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. uh how about the party has unearthed you at some point recently i actually okay. love thinking that like my my kind of naive character just like was was tooling around you were just digging around <laughs> and like found him and then the solar or like which i think is what has us playing which we'll get to in a minute came along and was like you two need help <laughs> what are y'all doing you're gonna die because that, that that's funny in my brain i do love the idea that you were like just rolling around in the dirt and you found an yeah. alchemical <laughs> yeah like um Another good touchstone for my character is like Alloy from Horizon Zero Dawn, where she's just nice. like, "Look at this yeah. shit I found. <laughs> Am I important?" Like <laughs> so, uh, if, if I remember correctly, also alchemicals work. The visuals kind of like kind of almost clock punky, steampunky. Oh, but way. yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you want to go yeah. with that, the one on the cover of Essence is very like Vision android. Like he's very yeah. like smooth and and pretty. Yeah, um, like if, if Vision were wearing. A toga, and and, and <laughs> was guy. blue, and was blue. Yeah. Um, so parts of your body are made of soul steel, which is your cast. Uh, mm -hmm. You're attuned to the aligned with that magical material. Uh, so your magical effects are parts of your body. Uh, like you are literally purpose made for this. Um, so you can spend while we're talking about this, you can spend some time thinking about like what your your charms are part of your body. So what do they look like? Right? Like what sort mm -hmm. of cool magic cybernetics do you have? Sweet. Uh, and it's up to you if you want because we also have another alchemical in the art who looks really human and just has like cool geometric implants and so there's kind of two there's a spectrum of how robot you want to be from like the guy on the cover who is like a robot wearing a toga and <laughs> the guy in some later art who's like a guy with cool prosthetics okay. um, and implants right so uh, that's up to you Okay. Um, and I'll think about that. Yeah, and you can be—you can look like any person from anywhere in the real world, and then some. And mm -hmm. that's for all exalted characters. 
All I can think of right now is A, exalts in disguise, and B, <laughs> autochthonia roll out. Like, like my like brain has been taken over by the like tiny bits of Transformers <laughs> 4 I know. I know. <laughs> in- including Ratbat, which is your favorite Decepticon. Ratbat is my favorite Decepticon. <laughs> All right, Chaz, you want to tell us about your character? Sure. I am playing Azure Crane, an Eclipse cast solar. Uh, after hearing the concepts from Dixie and Eddie, I wanted to kind of balance out our, our little circle. So I am playing a diplomat for hire. Um, I am good on the <laughs> I social skills. I am from uh, a more urban and sophisticated part of creation where I've been embedded in high society and have applied my skills uh, gained from my exaltation, um, hiring myself out to petty kingdoms to negotiate uh, contracts and peace deals that give them the advantage, uh, giving myself great wealth and the ability to live in luxury. Um, I am, however, also good at combat because sometimes negotiations go sideways. Sometimes your diaclave is a negotiation. <laughs> it's an opening discussion. <laughs> true, true, true. All right, so let's let's think a little bit about what kind of adventure we want to go on together. We have a pretty interesting group. Um, we already kind of have a dynamic forming, um, leaning a little bit towards Azure Crane kind of leading everybody around <laughs> and be like, I, he's definitely he, he they. They, 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 them. Okay. They so they, them. Yep. Uh, they are definitely the adult of this group so yes. far. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, always got to have, uh, um, a, a party parent. Um, oh, and also, True. uh, party in Exalted is called a circle. Just mm. FYI. Okay. Even though we're more of a triangle. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a circle regardless of how many people triangle there are. Triangle is the strongest shape. It's it is. stronger shape. True. True. So let's kick around, like, do we have a thought on what part of the world we want to be in? Um, Eddie's like, oh boy. <laughs> this is... I leave that entirely up to y'all because, like, I mean, I, it probably shouldn't be a seafaring adventure, I guess. Yeah, I don't think any like, of us are... Think, yeah. Um... And because we're, we're, we're doing this like a you know two to three shot session, um, we, we haven't decided that at the time of this recording. So there, we're fast and loose. Uh, probably shouldn't be like a super big involved political hydrant. Yeah, thing, I'm gonna right? almost certainly not. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, I mean, I think one thing is, uh, uh, and I know this for Exalted does not narrow things down, but a chance to kind of showcase what the game can do because partially. That's why we're doing the podcast and also partially because I myself have never played this. So I'm, I'm curious to see how things have changed from my last experience, which is a sure. second edition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me try to narrow this down a little bit. Do we like hot or cold temperature? Like, do you want the background of the setting to be, oh, uh, it's so hot or, oh, it's so cold, right? Hot. Like hot. Okay. So we're looking South, Southeast. Because cool. I know where my Zamata girl is from because I have a map that I pointed it out on. Um, she is from a tiny village. That is uh, southwest of Shampoor. Yeah. So, do we want? Do you want a urban setting, uh, or do you want a like something weird is happening in the remote parts of creation? I feel like an urban setting will not only allow uh, Jazz's character to shine, but also I think will give a nice contrast for my character, who maybe get a little bit of culture shock. Okay. It'll be interesting if we do like larger village slash urban for my character too. Yeah, so that'll it, it'll be interesting, but also there could be some havoc wreaking. Uh, I see. I see Chaz thinking. <laughs> yes. Um, 
the Varang city states might make a cool setting for yeah, us. Yeah, I was I was thinking either there or Shampoor. Oh, I like Shampoor. Yeah, those are both good. <laughs> Do we want to give the the pitch of those two cities and see what Eddie and Dixie are drawn yeah. to? Yeah, yeah. How about you do that? Sure. Because <laughs> like most of what I know about Shampoor is that there's a book called Road to Shampoor that's only four ninety nine on uh, yeah Road Road to Shampoor. It's really good. The they, they do not re- they do not yet reach Shampoor, but no. <laughs> Shampoor is the knighted city. It is ruled by Tenepeshu, the dragon queen of a spirit court that took over the city and shrouded it in in permanent night. Um, the spirits, the small gods of the court. Um, are embedded in the city uh, very directly and uh, various criminals and uh, cults um, basically vie for the favor of the gods to gain their blessing and their edge in the city. It is also a city that is somewhat under threat by an expanding empire um, and right on the coast of the Dreaming Sea, which is this weird sea in the southeast of creation, plied by fair folk pirates and, and old weird stuff. Perfect place to, to find a, uh, an alchemical. Uh, Varangia is a collection of city-states defined by the constellations. They have castes based on um, basically their astrological birth chart. Um, so when you are born determines your place in society. They are very law-abiding, um, but view outsiders as outside of their caste system and therefore able to do anything um, and may be willing to break laws that, that uh, a proper Varangian wouldn't. And there's, of course, some social uh, tension because caste systems are bad. <laughs> um, yeah. And each each city is based on a particular constellation and has the roads laid out according to that constellation. The the uh, greatest of the cities is Urim, the peacock city, uh, named for the brilliant lanterns that light the city at night, like the spots on a peacock's tail. That's really cool. I think I'm leading towards Shampoor, uh, because it's about as exalted as you get without going to Nexus. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's ruled by a weird magic queen. There's some mist. There's some magic shit. All the gods are in alliance. There, it's on the borders of a weird sea. There's fair. It's like, could we get everything the game does in one location? <laughs> uh, and if that was our goal, I think that's maybe the better choice. I, I was thinking that also. I was thinking that um, if it's, I'm here. It's kind of like a criminal bent to it. So I'm thinking again, something that may be contrasting with the more naive characters in the party. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna come be like, no, everybody's nice, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Also, it's... that'll be interesting because that's like the closest big city to where my character grew up, even though it's still something like a three-week trip because exalted is too big. Um, <laughs> but I suspect you're probably like heard horror stories like, oh, a big city thing bad. Well, yeah, like that's, that's that's a thing. Is since 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 she grew up like on a Simata farm where you know they were sold only to like exalts and nobles. That's where she's heard about the world from. Mm-hmm. And so, like, probably Shampoor is the closest city that they do trade with. Um, and, yeah, so she's just, like, she she's probably that 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 character from, like, you know, rural North Dakota who's, like, heard stories about Chicago. Right. <laughs> and yes. it's like, I don't want to, no, that's a bad place. Like, I shouldn't go there. <laughs> Even though if you actually go to Chicago, it's perfectly fine. Like, yeah. it's not, whatever. But, yeah, no, she's, she's, she's a bit of a, of a rural, you know, I have I have heard tell of this kind of character. Mm-hmm. 
your mom is like, if you go there, you're not going to have cell phone signal and people will steal your wallet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm an egg felt, so I do what I want. <laughs> All right, cool. So um, we have, we're going to play in Shampoo. Uh, it is ripe with bizarre conflicts to have. This seems like a pretty good place for Azure Crane to have brought their friends along. Uh, perhaps to get them a little worldly experience, but also like traveling in the company of other exalts is never a bad idea. Uh, do you yeah. have thoughts on what you might be in Champur to do? Um, I think the, the thought that I had is that I think things are getting hot on this side of the sea. Okay, um, like, I think we have perhaps... I presume metaphorically. Yes. <laughs> um, by that, I mean, we know that the Empire of Prasad, ruled by the Dragon-Blooded, is expanding towards the sea, okay. making exalts like us uh, in a in a hard position um, from the, the monks of the Pure Way who would uh, come and hunt us. Okay. And uh, perhaps after a recent display of power, uh, we are on the run um, and trying to... Uh, just drop out of um, drop out of sight for a little while. And Champor seems like a good place to do that since it is not part of the Empire of Prasad as of yet. How do, how do we how do we like the idea of um, running from the cops as the the beginning hook? I, I dig it. I mean, also I could see maybe an argument for um, maybe part of the reason why we're running is because the party has found me and it's like, oh, look, there's this potentially powerful weapon and they want control of me. Oh, yeah, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I could definitely see because alchemicals are extremely rare. Mm -hmm. um, them not recognizing you specifically as anathema. So like, which is the term for bad exalt type. Right. <laughs> the, uh, the slur, I guess, for <laughs> non-dragon-blooded exalts. Uh, like, and it is a, re a religiously backed concept. So, like, regular people buy into this idea that, like, non specific non dragon blooded exalts are also anathema, but they've never okay. seen you before. Right. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. So, it certainly stands to reason that they would want to capture you alive uh, and figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like, how do, how do they have this construct who speaks, right? Like, um, and perhaps having no clue that you're an exalt and a person and not just like a weapon that someone with a good ai right that's, like, that's exactly right. what i was thinking is like they're yeah. they're looking at me and going that's a cool weapon and, and presumably my my colleagues are going actually this is a person and i could so see it, that being a nice conflict so it's yeah, yeah. the conflict from wandavision on some level yeah, basically some yeah, level. Honestly. yeah yeah i like it i like it <laughs> now i this this worked really well for me too because like when i had initially conceptualized this character there was a lot of discussion about like because i was conceptualizing her with a bunch of people who were very big into exalted in the background and so i was like learning um and one of the things was that like technically we were kind of in the Prasadi Empire, but not really because they didn't care about us because we were like a little backwater bullshit town. Mm -hmm. So like we kind of been, like benefited from it a little bit, but also not really. And also because we had a very different way of life, we would have resisted like them trying to impose their ways on us. Um, and so maybe like now that I'm an exalt, my family's like, you, you should go. You, you should go before this happens. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned uh, Kaylee from Firefly. Some, I mean, that's a little bit of the brown coat stuff, I guess, which in there as well. A little. Yeah. yeah. A little. I can see Only it. Only without the, like, Confederacy angle. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to, like, buy into, like, the, like, lost cause. It's a way of life. <laughs> no, like, more more in that their, their village was a lot less um, strict about, like, 
societal roles. Sure, like, right. You just did what you were good at, and you got taught to do everything, and then they like, oh, if you're the best at herbalism, you're going to be our medicine person. You know, right? It's it's the we we do whatever works, and yeah. society's like, but that's not how you should do things. And it's like, right. yeah, well, we don't care. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right, cool. So now that we have a starting point, we have unearthed the alchemical. The Empire of Prasad is interested in reclaiming him. We can we can talk pronouns and stuff when we're done with our characters and yeah, sort yeah. Of give a give like a rundown. So now that we know where we want to begin, we're gonna we are on the run from the, the monks of the Pure Way who want to kill at least part half of the part the majority of the party and capture the rest. Uh, there is rife with trouble and we are fleeing into the city of champur which is currently not under prasadi control to figure out what we're gonna do from there uh so with that as our starting point fresh in our minds let's finish making our characters yes i actually love having the concept before the characters get made because i feel like so many times when you're playing even like D &D or something you're like make a character we're gonna play a game then you show up and it's like oh, this game is set in a dungeoneering thing. And you're like, oh, I made a socialite. Pirate captain. And, Pirate yeah, captain, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because like, I've have, I have had it happen to me so many times where I'm like, oh, I made a ranger. She's really good at like survival and stuff. And they're like, we're in a city for all the time. And I'm like, cool, I'm useless. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah. I, I, I love the idea of doing that first. Like, that is one thing that I like about working with, with you, Monica, and like running games with you is that all the questions that, that you ask, like it's it's stuff that I think any storyteller or DM or whatever should like really pay, pay attention to. Mm -hmm. Um, because the way that you establish bonds and backgrounds, like in a quick, you know, bing bang boom session is amazing. I've been using that when I run any game for other people. Why, why, thank you. I also codified it into the rules. It's in yes. the storytelling chapter in essence. Oh, yeah. So I'm just, I'm also just demonstrating the way we tell you to run the game. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it makes me happy. Why, thank you. All right. So let's make some characters. Um, so obviously everybody has already picked. The first thing you do is pick what kind of exalt type and cast you want. So we've already done that because we also had a little bit of, we had the advantage of a little bit of pre-discussion when we were setting right. up this game. Um, which not every game group will have, but if you can do it, I recommend it. Mm -hmm. So everybody kind of had a concept, and I was like, everybody come with a concept and what you want to play in mind, and then we'll build them together. Um, so go ahead and navigate to the parts of the character creation section relevant to... Well, I was going to say relevant to your character, but that doesn't matter. Everybody's doing the same. The character creation is the same. It's not different for any exalt types. So uh, I believe... What? Steph if not? Isn't it's... that cool in essence? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, I believe the first step is to assign your attributes. Yes. Other than picking picking your type. Yes. Yeah. So the, you get... There's three attributes, force, finesse, and fortitude. Force is about doing things forcefully, literally. You think real hard about things, or you approach headfirst into social situations, or or like you block with your face. That's that's being that's force, right? Uh, finesse is about manipulation, handling things with care, thinking quickly. Finesse is like dexterity, manipulation, that sort of thing. So if you want to be a finesse-based character, you're a person who approaches things like cleverly or carefully. Mm -hmm. um, and fortitude is about enduring or being patient or like waiting things out. So uh, if you're the kind of person who, you know, spends their time thinking the whole thing through before they act, uh, or if you just want to be tough as hell, that's fortitude. Um, any sort of patient careful, tough, that's fortitude. And so whichever approach you think 
fits your character concept the best should be your highest and you're going to put four dots into that then the next whichever one you find being secondary you're going to put three dots in that and whichever one you think you're weakest at you're going to put two dots into that i'm a force character okay. i'm a finesse character <laughs> okay. i'm a two character that's all right really well. perfect I I love this circle already so much. Like, <laughs> like Chaz, Chaz is the party parent. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> party parent, yeah. I, I think I'm more like the weird aunt who's going to make sure you don't hurt yourself, but will also give you a drink. I was going to say wine mom, yeah. Why? I am all about like weird like weird aunt. Like that's, that's the best way to be. Um, I'm going to start calling your character Aunt Bluebird. Because <laughs> your brain is a bluebird, and that makes me laugh. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So now that we've all, um, do you want to say your attribute spreads out loud? Do we want to do stuff like that, or do we? Not? Yeah, I can. All right. I've got all right. Four cool. dots in force attribute, three in fortitude, and two in finesse. Because right. I am not good at doing things carefully. <laughs> I, I am four in finesse, three okay. in force, and two in fortitude. Okay. I'm three in force, two in finesse, and four in fortitude. Perfect. You got two low ass finesse characters. <laughs> I don't know what to do. All right. And then um, next is abilities. Uh, there are 15 abilities. I'm not going to list them off because that would be quite a lot of airtime. Um, right. But you have five, four, three threes, two twos, and one one, and it's just an array. Your five should be the thing that you want to do most with your character. Uh, so I think for um, our chemical who really wanted to be a ranged combatant, that probably should be ranged combat. Yep. Uh, for our diplomat, that probably should be either embassy or presence. Embassy. Um, and for our horse girl, um, like if you want to lean into the um, like folk magic, that's sagacity. Or folk mm -hmm. medicine, rather. You said medicine, not magic. But it's both. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, or if you want to be good at going places, navigate. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to be fast as hell, athletics. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going <laughs> to lean into like an athletics close combat, and then everything else is going to be my like threes and twos. Yeah, so your primary, the thing you want to do the most is your five. The second mm -hmm. thing that you want to kind of back it up with should be your four. And then the, the, your strengths, but are things that you want to like get better at during the game, are your threes. Um, your twos are stuff that you've dabbled in, and your one is something you're a beginner at. And your zeros are things that you're like, eh. Yeah, the zeros are things that either you're not interested in or just haven't done yet. War is specifically <laughs> like war, war. Like yeah, yeah, it's for battles. commanding uh, tactics, strategy you know. yeah. tactics. I don't have yeah. any of that shit. Yeah, if you if you take war, you also probably want to take command as a merit, so you have guys to, to yell at because eh. one of the the immediate combat um, applications is that you can be like, hey, men, shoot them, <laughs> <laughs> and then you you roll your war for them. All right, zero stealth, zero war, zero embassy, zero craft. <laughs> <laughs> I am super excited about this character. What, what yeah. is embassy? Embassy is the skill for dealing with organizations. Oh, okay. It so is. It is it something is, that Chaz has a lot of. Yes, it is yeah. the diplomat skill, and it is specifically for being able to be like, yes, I know how to appeal to the government, or like, yes, I know these laws, or like, uh, yes, I know how to interact specifically with this secret society. Right, like it's it's specifically for groups of people and organizations. Um, presence is for one on one, like convincing people individually, and performance is both literally like performance, song, dance, music, art, uh, but also it is the skill for communing and dealing with spirits, mm -hmm. um, like prayer, uh, folk magic, 
knowing how to properly offer sacrifices and sort of doing priestly things is all performance as well. Okay. I, I had forgotten that we have a sidebar in the character creation section that says, this is a lot. <laughs> like, like, it, it may seem overwhelming. You're doing fine, sweetie. Like... <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Um, in previous versions of Exalted, there has been a, an, uh, an ability called larceny, which is your skill in doing crime. Um, yeah. Which ability does that fall under in essence? It got roll, snowballed up into stealth. Awesome. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Take a little bit of stealth. You can do yeah. things sneakily, and that includes stealing things, because it's usually a sneaky thing yeah. to steal it's something. Sneaking, disguising, stealth covers sneaking, disguising, being a criminal, sleight of hand, picking locks, being underhanded, and you can specifically swap out your stealth for your presence if you are dealing with criminals socially. Can nice. we talk about the fact that I'm playing a lunar with no stealth? Because I think that's <laughs> amazing. Lunars are usually, like, not not not, not usually, but I, th- I think generally lunars have a little bit of stealth because part of being a lunar is being a sneaky disguised person. And I'm like, no, nah, I just turn into animals. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's good. I mean, the best disguise is just being, like, a cat. That's what I'm saying. I don't have to roll stealth if I can just be a cat. Yeah. Although I might be a cat that's behaving really erratically really and weirdly. not at all like a cat. I mean, so cats are just like pretty, a cat. So just like a cat. Yeah, I was like, cats are pretty weird. <laughs> I do have three cats, and yeah, no, they're all very strange. One of them is sleeping on a giant pile of boxes near me. She has decided that she can sleep on all the time, and I'm like, you have 18 cat beds, and she's like, box. No, I have to sleep on the boxes I'm like, that okay. I'm not allowed to be on. My cat stole the end of my sub roll last night, and then oh, attempted no. to drag it under the couch. <laughs> <laughs> If I eat anything that is uh, beef-based, like a hamburger or roast beef sandwich, my one cat, Lydia, will get all up in my shit because she wants she wants the beefs. Right. And the very first time she ever did that was when I had my... Once a year or so, I have a craving for McDonald's. Yeah. I, I, like, had McDonald's, and I was, like, eating it, and all of a sudden, I, like... She, like, bites my, my cheeseburger. Like, what the... <laughs> where did you come from? Why are you eating my cheeseburger? Go away. <laughs> So Lydia can has cheeseburgers. Cheeseburger. I was about to say, she, she's, if you want to go meme. go into the meme mines of uh, 2003 or whatever. Yeah, no, oh he gosh. stole the bread. There was no meat in it. It was just the like, <laughs> you know, when you have like one of those good homemade sub rolls, and then you yeah. just right. have like the nub that has like maybe a bit of onion and mayo in it at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like, "That's mine," and I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I also get so scared when my cats do that because like cats can't eat onions. It's toxic yeah, yeah, to no. Them. He, he really and, like, wanted to eat my red onions, and I was yeah. like, "No." No, every time that I'm chopping vegetables and I drop like a little piece of onion on the floor, one of the cats is like, what, what? And I'm like, no. It smells so good. Might kill me. Don't eat the onion. You're an obligate carnivore. Why are you eating that? (laughs) I know. Anyway, is charm time? Is it charm time? Yeah, cat anecdotes aside, are we set on our abilities? Yep. Yes. Yes. I love how simple it is to pick abilities in this, and I love that it's an array. Let's do a quick rundown of what we chose. Yeah, so I have Athletics 5, uh, mm-hmm. Awareness 1, mm-hmm. Close Combat 4, Okay. Uh, 3 Integrity, 2 Navigate, 3 Physique, 2 Presence, 1 Range Combat, and 3 Sagacity. Okay. What was your 5? Is that Athletics? Athletics. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I grew oh. up on a farm. I'm, I'm the most athletic I can possibly be. It's true. Right. And you're uh, a horse, so you're fast. It, it, it helps. A lion horse. Yeah, yeah. A lion, a lion horse. horse. Yeah, yeah, fair. Get it right. Uh, so for me... Um, uh, uh, I'll just do it in order of the ranking. Uh, so I took my five is range combat, obviously. Okay. I actually took a uh, war of four because okay. I had this idea that he was probably created to be a war machine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my threes are athletics, awareness, and physique. 
Okay. Uh, my twos are close combat and integrity, and I took a dot and navigate because why not? Because why not? Yeah. Okay. I like that you have called yourself a war machine, so now you've invoked like three or four Marvel characters that we're facing here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like right, Vision. Guys. He's a war machine. Yeah. Uh, I took an embassy of five, okay. a presence of four. Okay. Threes in awareness, close combat, and integrity. Twos in sagacity and stealth, and one in navigate as well, because right. I need to get around. I have the best navigate. <laughs> nice. All right, cool. All right, so then um, we can either do charms, which are going to take a minute, or we can do virtues, because that's a little faster. We can do virtues first. Yeah, let's do virtues. So um, virtues are kind of like alignment, but not really. Like, it's very reductive to call <laughs> virtues alignment, but they are kind of the things that your character values, um, and they tie directly into the social system. Um, because they are the things that are important to your character, and there are seven of them. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a pretty good rundown in the character creation section. Um, I'm going to try to remember all of them off of the top of my head. So they're uh, ambition, mm -hmm. courage, compassion, yes. Yes. discipline, yes. loyalty, yes. justice. Uh -huh. And? And wonder. There you go. <laughs> Good job. Good Thanks. job, Monica. My jazz hands make great audio. Yeah, I, say, I, I, I clap because it's, it's an audio podcast. Yeah. And then right. you on, on, on video did your little... So you get... That's what you learn after 200 episodes. While you can be influenced by any of the virtues, you only get to leverage two of them for social purposes. Like, just because you, you pick two to be your major and minor. Um, your major is the one that defines you. This is the sort of thing that is most important to you. Mm -hmm. uh, and your minor is, like, sort of the thing that informs that so like uh a courage compassion character is like a perfect himbo <laughs> uh you're you're brave and you care about people right um a a wonder discipline character might be the sort of person who like explores the world uh and takes fastidious notes about everything they've discovered right because mm -hmm. discipline is about like self-control and asceticism and like valuing that as a specific thing uh so you're gonna pick those two um and then we're gonna talk about it i think i've already got mine if all right yeah no tell so, I can talk, so i can talk about other people are yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thinking we'll discuss um, what people think so since i went with steel hero of justice seems like justice makes sense for uh major virtue mm -hmm. definitely true true i debated a couple of minor virtues but i think i'm gonna go with courage okay uh because um I, I wanted to have a, a, a minor virtue that gives him an opportunity to act in ways that seem very human, unlike an automaton. Because discipline would be very automaton. And I was like, I feel like that would not sell the, this is a person thing. But I think courage might be more of the, you know, this person sacrificing themselves for whatever reason. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I like it. Do you have yours, Chats? Because I'm still thinking. I do. Okay. For my major virtue, I picked ambition. And okay. ambition what? is one that says, you have to say what your ambition is. Yep. And mine is to live a life of comfort and influence. Oh. <laughs> and my minor virtue is discipline. Um, and I, I view that not so much as like asceticism, but mm -hmm. like measured self-control. Yeah, cool. Eddie, what were yours again? Uh, justice and courage. Okay, okay. I think I might also go with a minor of courage. Maybe courage or compassion. So I think that my major virtue is going to be wonder for yeah. this character. Sure. Um, Definitely. <laughs> compassion, I think, maybe makes a little more sense because it'll explain why you decided to adopt a robot. 
<laughs> I did adopt a robot. <laughs> um, also, I think that'll work out if like we see people being mistreated or right. anything. Yeah. Like I can, I can be like, hey, what's what's happening over here? Which like, it takes courage to do that, but I think that the courage is rooted in caring for others yeah. and wanting like, like also like justice could work, but it's more of the like you know social justice. Like she wants everybody to be happy and healthy and and have things that 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 they need. And it's weird if you don't because she grew up in a community where everybody was happy and healthy and had whatever they needed. And so like if she sees people like on the streets who are you know serving, she's gonna be like, what the why? Right. So, I mean, for me, <laughs> how, how I would define between is, like, if you see someone starving on the street, do you get angry or do you want to give them food? If you get angry, it's justice. If you want to give them food, it's compassion. I mean, I want to give them food, but I also want to knock down the tower of the rich person and Right, and what's your first instinct? <laughs> what would your character's first instinct be? Uh, probably, probably to help them in the immediate. Yeah, that sounds like... Uh, compassion to me mm-hmm. yeah but then also yeah. look around like i said and be like wait uh, i'll eat the rich literally because i oh no totally i mean yeah no no these are you, not incompatible your, concepts <laughs> right yeah you, your compassion can lead you to those those actions right. but like if right. your first instinct is like well i'm i was eating a sandwich and i see these people who are starving on the street and i give them my food right right that's compassion yeah uh, if your first instinct is like i kill this in the nearest guard i see that that's courage right, right? like right, right, right. <laughs> or Got it. Yeah. Um, so if you, if your instinct is to like help people and put people before yourself, like if you would give someone your clothes or give someone your food and mm-hmm. put yourself at need because you can, mm-hmm. you're, a, you're an exalt, you're a superhero. You'll be okay if you don't eat lunch. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Kurt. That's compassion rather. Okay. In that case, yeah. major is wonder, minor is compassion. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Cool. Um, and so then we can, you can choose intimacies now, um, which are like, they're almost like fate aspects where you define a little bit about your character um, and the things that they care about. And during character creation, these are informed by your virtues. Um, so like you might have a wonder virtue to, I want to discover creation or intimacy rather, um, or mm-hmm. a um, ambition uh, intimacy towards uh, a desire to acquire wealth, right? Or something like that. Um, but you don't have to choose them now because sometimes those are things that show up in play. Mm-hmm. But if you have any good concepts for one, um, you can define them right now. Um, you may also feel free to define them to each other. That's a good, also a good place to begin. Um, they are like virtues. They are major and minor. So major are really important things to you. And minor are things that are also important to you, but not as defining as major virtues. Mm-hmm. Um they they fall under the umbrella of your of your virtue so like uh even though um the alchemical is all uh courage and justice uh you may still f- feel kinship towards your circle right? right um but even if it's filed under justice it's like i have to protect them or mm-hmm. like they are the most righteous people i know you know mm-hmm. uh it's still the positive feeling it's just flavored by your virtue Feel free to define any of those if you have any good ideas. And if you don't, that's okay. We'll figure it out and play. We suggest starting with up to three, but you can have more if you, for whatever reason you you mm-hmm. want more. Yeah, I'm going to start with a couple that I just think will work with this character, which are that I want to help people and I want to see creation's wonders. Okay. Because uh, that just makes her a wandering, compassionate person. Sure. Um, um, but I'm I, I I'd like to define more as we play, obviously. Perfect. Because she doesn't know enough about the world yet to have anything besides those two. <laughs> Right. I'm one of those people who sometimes finds it hard to define these right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're a thing you're allowed to define later and you can pick up more as we play. 
Yeah, I, I think I have at least a couple already. Um, okay. Uh, like my, my major one is is kind of roughing off what you just said. I, I think my my major would be I have been created to protect others. Okay. Um, uh, which plays into the why he was built uh, or created. Um, and then for the, my, one of the main ones is like I want I try to prove my worth. Okay. Um, with worth being a kind of a double edged sort of my worth as a person or my worth as a creation. And I think there could be some interesting play within that mm -hmm. linguistic space. Yeah, I like that. I Just like using it. using your intimacies that you made up as an example, those are both what the system defines as principles. Mm -hmm. uh, so intimacies kind of have two subcategories, principles and ties. Principles mm -hmm. are things like what you just described. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And ties are emotional connections to people or things. Mm -hmm. uh, so like if you wanted a courage tie to Azure Crane, you might be like, uh, Azure Crane, you know, is someone worth defending, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and that would be like your tie to them. Okay. Yep. Cool. Does anybody else have ones they want to define? It's like, I, I adopted this robot. <laughs> and then the solar adopted both of us. Right. <laughs> Can I keep him? <laughs> Auntie Bluebird, Auntie Bluebird, look what I found. Can I keep it? <laughs> Uh, Chaz, have you, did you, do you have any you want to define or are you still thinking? Yeah, I do. Um, okay. I have a discipline ver uh, discipline principle of every bargain should be a win-win. Okay. Um, with my exalted power, I can easily pull, pull one over, but I know that such bargains will not last, especially when I'm forging them on behalf of others. Okay. And mm -hmm. so I look for the path that is going to be favorable to, to every side. Um. And then, as a major virtue, I have we all deliver, uh, we all deserve a life of luxury. Okay. Nice. Nice. I assume that's your uh, a major intimacy under your ambition. Yes. yes. Yeah. Cool. All right. So now that we kind of know uh, about our characters, who they are, what they stand for. Uh, now we can do the hard part, which is picking backgrounds and charms or merits. Merits. They're fucking called merits. <laughs> merits and charms. Merits and merits charms. charms. Um, so uh, you can do these in any order. Um, your merits kind of flesh out the rest of what your character has going for them. Um, Essence, Exalted Third Edition has a lot of them. And Essence took out all the ones that we call the, they called the story merits and basically kind of mm -hmm. propped everything up around the story merits because we felt those were the most important yeah, given our limited space. Um, so the story merits include things like your artifacts, if you want a familiar, if you want to be in command of an army, if you want to have a fat stack of cash. And one of the updated rules, because we're working off of the Kickstarter manuscript right now, but we've made some changes since then, um, is that as a table, we get to choose which set, what package of merits we start with. Mm -hmm. So I am a fan of starting level characters getting two secondaries and two tertiaries. So we get to start with four, four <coughs> very stuffy today, four merits. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that's easier because sometimes people get a little overwhelmed by picking a primary because it's so powerful. Mm. Um, but the option is still there if your group really likes having primary artifacts or pr primary merits right away. I'm okay with just doing secondary and tertiary. Yeah, two, two, secondary, two secondary, two tertiary work for everybody. Yep. Yes. Does that ruin um, your concept, Chaz? It doesn't ruin my concept, um, but I was thinking about uh, taking Tenepeshu, the, the queen of Champur, as an ally. Okay. Um, which 
as a greater god would mm-hmm. usually make her a primary ally. I'm okay with you having a primary and thre- us not because I yeah, think that works for the character. Yeah, yeah the that's allowed too. Is could I, I? I mean, I could also take her as a secondary ally with the alliance being tenuous. Oh um, yeah, I like that idea too. <laughs> I was also going to propose that you could take her as secondary. She's just not as on call as she normally might be. Yeah. Or or if you like really like the tenuous alliance idea, maybe it's not as friendly as it seems. Yeah, it, it's a little bit a little bit tit for tat. So okay. like I can yeah, I, like I can that. get into her court and uh-huh. she'll see me. Uh-huh. But whatever I ask is not going to be free. There's going to be yeah. a cost. Okay, that's a good hook. I like that. Let's go with that. Cool. I'm definitely taking a familiar. Okay. Because I have some kind of creature that I'm going to be friends with. Is your familiar also a Simhata? I was just... (laughs) No, actually, I think that my familiar is going to be like a small, innocuous, talking, magical animal of some sort. That like... Because, so... Oh, I love a critter. Yeah, so part of my character's thing was that she grew up near this like weird forest and it is kind of influenced by fair folky stuff and the nameless lair of Mahasuchi is near there and everything. And so, like, at some point she was just hanging out in the woods doing stuff and she found this creature and they became friends. Um, I don't know what kind of creature it's going to be yet. I think I had made it. I think originally I had made it like a a, a bat rabbit, like in Pet Shop of Horrors, <laughs> which I don't know if you've seen or read that, but it's one of my favorite like manga and uh, animes. So there's a character that's literally like a little fat rabbit with bat wings <laughs> um, because there are weird creatures in creation and why not make one up? Uh, I might change that before we actually get down to playing, but I, I definitely have some kind of friend that... Um, I will also be, I guess, playing. Who doesn't really fight, but they make sarcastic comments. I mean, I do love to do a critter voice. Uh, <laughs> so I will be happy to give your your bat rabbit. You're more than voice. welcome to. Yeah, okay. yeah. I yeah. will I will name it before. All right, um, cool. Play. Name it and give me some personality notes and I'll come up with a good a good critter noise for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like it, I like it. So I I I've taken a few, I'm not quite sure what they're all gonna be yet. Um One's going to be odd. I'll explain that one last. Sure. Uh, but uh, uh, primary artifact makes sense. Uh, you, know, right. you know, probably something else, maybe built into me, or I just was lying around. Yeah. Um, secondary artifact. Or secondary. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Sorry. First in highest right, priority. Right. Right. Number one. <laughs> right. Yes, but yes. Okay. So my secondary is artifact. My other secondary right. is command because you yep, mentioned yep. that pairs well with war. So mm-hmm. I have some. Sure does. Automatus. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also have a familiar because why not. Yeah, um, okay. tiny little automaton familiar seems like it might be a fun thing to have. Oh, you have a little, a baby little robot, robot friend. Right. Um, I'm also gonna make. Happy. I'm gonna make an argument for resources. Okay. Uh, and what I'm thinking is that maybe my character was actually buried with an ancient king. He was meant to be part of kind of funereal horde. Uh, yeah, I was just about to suggest: Were you buried with all of this stuff? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. like, is are your automaton guys like terracotta men? Yes, exactly. That's all I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have you have some grave goods, you have a little mm-hmm. attendant mechanic, and a bunch of terracotta men. Oh, right, and the so familiar cool. is just like a kind of little thing that keeps track of all this stuff because my yeah. character just does not care about any of this thing. So it's kind of like a little um, uh, uh, accountant's minion that yeah, yeah, keeps yeah. track of all these important it's, things. Can it? Uh, may I propose that it's shaped like a spider? Sure, fantastic. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Is it a prototype pattern spider? Maybe. <laughs> oh my god. I, I love that. That makes me so happy. Everything right. about this is making me happy. Chaz, have you decided what you want? 
Um, well, we took picking. yeah, took secondary ally of Tinapashu. Yep. Um, and Contact's uh, secondary of the Merchants of Dreaming Sea. Okay. Just kind of the, the well-to-do and moneyed people uh, around yeah. the Dreaming Sea. Um, okay. And a, a tertiary of resources. I okay. think on any given day, I may have more money than that, but I also spend it quickly. Okay. Um, and so when we talk about how much how much money do I really have, um, <laughs> it, it doesn't doesn't rise above the tertiary level. Azure Crane always on that grind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And I'm, I'm looking to see what what I should take as my uh, second tertiary. While Chaz looks, we're gonna have to build you a battle group real quick, Eddie, for your uh, <laughs> for your terracotta men. No problem. Um, yeah, we can kind of do that after we pick charms because I think that's going to be the longest, and like we can we can pull that together between mm-hmm. sessions of play as well. Um, no, they yeah, don't, I, they don't need stats until they act. So, right. Yeah, I, I figured a couple of things we can like just worry about between between recordings. So. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's making making like a familiar and making like a battle group is as easy as going. It's this template with these qualities. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So it's not. T- strenuous it, we're just gonna ha- you're just gonna have to look at options it's just yep. right. it's one of those yeah also as long as we get like gist down today we can finish an email and, and the totally. next time we can introduce our characters and like actually get them and moving. get ready to go yeah, um, yeah, yeah for sure i picked mine so i've got my familiar okay who i will define before the next session okay um i haven't I'm, I'm gonna give her an artifact i don't know what it's gonna be yet but i want to say that there's like a, a treasure of the village that is handed down to anybody who becomes heroic right sure um and i'll figure out what that is before next time whether it's a weapon or some other cool thing i gave myself resources one uh i was gonna do backing but i I feel like it's like her village has supported her to go Mm -hmm. on her you know journey um and then i had a question yeah can i use influence to represent just force of personality uh usually it's influence like you have force of personality but it's usually because you've impressed a certain set of people yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the fourth one should be because I like I don't feel like she'd have a Hearthstone. Does she have contacts with other horse people? She she, she didn't. I originally. mean, like she was she was part of this this people these people who bred and raised these very special yeah, animals. I guess I guess she has some contacts like in the cities, but not yeah. A lot. You, you contacts uh, tertiary is like oh I know my mom knows this guy who yeah. put me up right like. So maybe go with contacts, and you know, like a merchant who your family does business with. Okay, I will. I will do that then instead. Like, I just keep wanting to like use like something with like influence or backing to do something different. But uh, oh, I, you could I, you I could, could also you use um ally if you want to have it be a specific one person who is I think I'll do contacts because I think okay. it's more of like she knows a bunch of random people from passing through. Sure. And so like and like whether or not they even remember her is up for debate, but she can try or they they do and you're like they're like oh you're so-and-so's kid right exactly yeah (laughs) i knew you when you were knee-high to a simhada right yeah exactly (laughs) perfect i'm like i'm i'm still knee-high to a simhada they're very large Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah that makes sense to me we have all our merits picked yeah i took tertiary followers i have i have a staff right you have a staff sure perfect uh I just awesome. got just me and my me and my bunny friend, yeah. <laughs> or whatever right. it ends up being. Uh, so, like, we kind of did that out of order the way it's presented in the book, but that's okay. Um, I I also recommend 
slightly to sts at home that you do it in the order that i just did it in because then you get all the story stuff to find first and then everybody kind of has an understanding of who their characters are before they go to pick charms, <clears throat> which are the supernatural effects that like provide the power to the things that you want to do. And so mm -hmm. now going into picking the things that are going to mechanically support the things you want to do in game, you fully understand the way your character is and who they yeah. are. Now, I, I love this as well, because like, w once again, I've... I've I'm in a couple of ongoing games of like D&D, &D, this, that, and the other. And mm -hmm. there's so many times that like some of these newer players that I play with, because a lot of the folks that I play with haven't played D&D &D before. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to backdoor them into other games uh, as, as, as quickly as possible. As one does. Yes. I have, I have already run Pugmire for one of my D&D &D groups. So, you know, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. But like, mm -hmm. so, so many of them are like, oh, what's, what's the best option for my character? And I'm like, well, what do you think your character would have? And so many of them have never been told to think in that way. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, don't worry about what, like, the best spell in the game is. What do you think your character has learned or would want to learn? Right. Um, or, like, don't don't look at what's, what's, what's the best feat. Like, look at what's the best feat for your character. And I yeah. find that so much more interesting when it comes down to it. Like, just, you know, maybe I picked a spell that if you look at the internet, it says it's, like, the worst spell in the game. And I'm like, I don't care. My character would have that. And she'll find an interesting way to use it. And then that's, that's how I feel about doing it this way. It's like, we've got the story stuff. We've talked about it. We like are getting like a nice loose, you know, clay version of who these characters are. And so now we can like carve out the details with their charms, which makes me very happy. Yeah. Uh, so my recommendation for Eddie, who is picking charms probably for the first time since 2008, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is to begin, like, I you have five charms to start with and one of mm -hmm. them is your freebie. So everybody yep. gets to choose one of their freebies. Either you take an excellency, which will add is a dice adder for one of your abilities. Mm -hmm. uh, or you get to choose a rank of ox body, which gives you more health. Right. So uh, both are pretty good choices. Um, if you want to kind of just sort of brute force things, the excellency is maybe the stronger choice. Uh, if you are interested in being very tough, go with ox body. Um, you're not really shooting yourself in the foot if you choose one over the other. So you get that one and then you have four other picks and I recommend uh, everybody take one charm dedicated to some sort of defense since everybody did take close combat physique or um, athletics. Uh, and then everything else I kind of think is, is wise to sort of split between your five and your four, right? Because that's going to form uh, your concept. Um, and I, of your two, I would look at two universals and two from your exalt type uh mm -hmm. now the alchemical is uh attribute based mm -hmm. um so you have a much broader selection of things that do stuff aren't i also attribute based yes you are also attribute based right the lunar and the alchemical are both attribute based so uh you have you have sort of broad concepts to play with in your your exalt type charms as opposed to specific things uh, locked into an ability um and again i would look at your your four and your three for those uh for those charms i'm thinking of force excellency because of course i am okay i'm also going to go look at lunar charms oh so when you take the excellency you assign it you still assign it to an ability oh right right um, but i can also but, use but, force if it's higher right so lunars and alchemicals and all other attribute based exalts are encouraged to take the excellency in a low skill because you can swap your attribute and then you kind of become a jack of all trades because you can exchange your dice pool 
Right. Thank for you for your... reminding me of that. Yeah. But if you're if it's something you're good at, then you get the same benefit everybody else gets. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I will I will play with that then. But I'm, okay. I'm I'm probably going to take an excellency instead of Ox Body at this okay. point. Yeah. Um yeah. Although I I will take something else that gives me some physique because I'm high athletics close combat character. Yeah. Uh close combat excellency is a pretty good choice. Yeah, but right now that's the same as my You know what I might do is switch close combat out mm-hmm. of my four spot and make something else my four spot so I can use the force attribute for that. Oh yeah, you could switch it with uh, navigate and then be real good at getting from point A to point B. Yeah. And then if you take the close combat excellency then you get your force benefit yeah or with presence maybe or with presence either or like if you want to be good at talking to people yeah okay yeah yeah i'm gonna mess with that chaz did you have a question no oh okay i'm just excited about charms (laughs) 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 i wish i could wish i could take a few more but yeah you know how it is chaz Chaz wanted to take one extra charm (laughs) you let us have six charms If everybody wants six charms, we can start with six charms. I will take six charms. Glorious solar arsenal, here I come. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, also for everyone playing along at home, the the five that we picked, we thought was a real good number um, just for starting starting out. It's a good kind of midpoint. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every exalted veteran I've played with has been like, oh, can I have a few more? And every brand new person has been like, five is so many. Right. <laughs> so that's the right number then. It's exactly the right number. But like, if you are playing with veteran people who are like, can we have some more? Or new new people who aren't overwhelmed by five, add more. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. You can just, you can adjust this. If you're not looking at it yet, by the way, Eddie, the alchemical charms are one of the most fun charm sets. I think oh yeah, no, I'm definitely... Done. They're so fun. Like you, you have like a weird like, the like planning matrix and like putting a compartment in yourself that you could keep things in. And I, I love everything about the alchemical charms. Yeah, one of the cool things about alchemical charms in the past is they've always been physical things that you make and install in your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing actually. Um, has been fun. Like uh, we we talked about it, but uh, uh, there was definitely kind of a. If you're new to the game, here's a template of mm-hmm. charms. Yes. And I use that as a starting point. I, I've since like gotten rid of half of them, but it was a good, okay, I picked these five and looked at them and said, okay, actually, I think I want this versus that. But it was really helpful for me as opposed to feeling like, okay, I have all of these options. Okay, which of these actually makes sense? And it's been making it much easier for you to make choices. So that was really, really cool. Yeah, right. it's it's really helpful. Yeah, and, and you're using it pretty much exactly the way I ha- hoped that people would, where they wouldn't just, wouldn't if they copied the template exactly, they'd have just a real focused character. That's basically mm-hmm. what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're point, to point you in the direction of things you might want to take. And so, like, I ha- had also hoped that people would kind of mix and match them, too. Like, be like, mm-hmm. oh, I really want to be the Prince of Thieves, but also I kind of want to be, like a medic right? right and then you look at i've already we've already pointed you where to go and you pick the combination of those things that you want mm-hmm. yep so i'm glad really happy to hear that that was helpful to you in fact i think i am done question mark <laughs> done done wow yes i think i'm done look at you wow the I, I you know i think we're gonna mark this as a triumph that our brand new person got done first well, it also helps because, like, I don't know. I, I looked at, like, five things. So, yeah, those are cool. I, I don't know all the options. So I'm not, like, overwhelmed. No. Like, I could have had this or I could have that. I don't know what they if they exist or not. So I was like, yeah, sure, that's fine. I am done right. as well. Okay. 
I mean, going, I think these things look cool, and I just picked a bunch of things that I thought looked fun to play with mm -hmm. is a fine approach. Um, I'm not taking, as, as I was just saying, though, I'm not taking a whole bunch of the lunar-specific terms except for hybrid body. That's fine. Um, because I want to be aware of Um Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to take Who a doesn't? whole lot of uh, straight-up universals with lunar modes. Okay. That's fine. Like lightning That's a perfectly speed. valid way. One thing I, I, I will say that I have been digging is I like the um, design of here's a charm, but if you're one of these exalted, you get an extra little thing. Um, yeah, yeah, all the modes. Yeah, so like there's a couple times where it's like, I could have either this or this, and I'll go, oh, but the alchemical thing, if I get this one, so that's really, again, helped me to narrow my choices because it's like, well, I need a little extra if I go this way, which I think helps probably, I think your intention was probably to make sure that different exalt types generally trend towards certain charms as opposed to forcing them to take certain charms. I am going Basically, to take yeah. my own horn here and say that the modes were originally my idea. Oh, there you they go. Were. Uh, yeah, because mm -hmm. one, one, one of the things that Modes I, and universals. Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, I pushed really hard for <laughs> us having universal charms. Um, because there are a lot of things that a lot of like any exalt can kind of do, and some do better than others. Mm -hmm. But like, is it glorious exalted bolt? Is that one of them? Yeah, that, that the one that lets you just energy yeah, out of your hand. Yeah, that, that yeah, that was always my my first example because I, I was like I was like everybody has something that's kind of like a fireball, right? Mm -hmm. Whether yeah. it's an actual fireball or a force ball or a radiant ball or whatever. Because I'm you know going off like other fantasy games, but like most people have something they can do where they go and they shoot energy at something. So right. let's have that and just have it be have it look and feel different and maybe be a little bit better from some exalts and, and, and others of course full shout out to the whole team for naming all those things and coming up with all the modes and like implementing the idea uh because they did it so well um and for keeping everything of the kind of word count that i wanted because obviously charms are the biggest word count in exalted third which is great if you're playing exalted third but we couldn't have a 600 page core book for essence we didn't want that um, if only so 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 being able to well we're, we're gonna have a companion so it'll, it'll probably be close to that in 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 the end if you if you smush them together yeah, yeah if you smush them together <laughs> but i like that like the description of the charm is always like one to two sentences and that then the actual like mechanics are usually one to four sentences and then so, so some of the modes are longer than others but modes tend to be pretty short and snappy too um and that that makes yeah. me happy y'all did such a good job at implementing everything i wanted I, I could not have done this without Monica and Neil and then of course the rest of the writing team because everybody just had amazing ideas like right out the gate like we assigned all the all the stuff to people and they immediately came back like Chaz doing the the setting stuff and putting their real world in inspirations which every single person that has read that chapter is like that's the most helpful thing you could have possibly done <laughs> it said like oh it's kind of like if ancient Rome and ancient China had a baby it's like oh I can picture that now you know whereas before it was like I read 20 pages of description and I still can't quite picture it. And it's like, here, enjoy. Oh, you also came up with the wonder virtue. I did. <laughs> I forgot about that. Really yeah, because like we wonder were... as a virtue. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great. And addition. now I'm going to use it. Should we give the rundown of what charms we're taking? Yeah, let's, let's talk about what we picked. I'm so... still picking, so I might finish oh, oh, okay. later, but. Well, if anybody's done, let's, why don't they talk while you pick? Yeah. So Azur Crane uh, has taken the Presence Excellency, um, a Vacant Station Scheme, uh, which lets them uh, create new departments, laws, contacts inside <laughs> an organization to exploit. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, Portentous ward, uh, Warding Defense, uh, which is the melee defense charm. Glorious mm -hmm. Solar Arsenal, which lets me summon a sun sword, essentially. 
beam of light <laughs> to wield. Um, limitable master fence, which gives me a whole bunch of questions that I can ask about criminal stuff. And mode of discerning technique, which lets me um, measure another character and ask questions about their motivations and virtues. Real quick, are you, you're looking at the Kickstarter manuscript version of Illimitable Master Fence? Um, Probably. Do you have to roll to use it? Do I have to roll to use it? No. Okay, is it one moat per question? Yes. Okay, then you have the updated version. Yes. Cool. No. Which, which you, I would have given, I was, I distributed that to everybody who was on the companion team. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yes, that's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if Eddie is looking at the updated version. Uh, Eddie, Eddie and I are both on the Kickstarter manuscript right now, but I can definitely okay. send you the updated Tar- Charms chapter yeah. before next time we play Eddie, so you can make sure that you have it all right. This, awesome. this yes. is just the easiest way to send it to you compiled. No, totally. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, yeah. I will yeah. I will send it to you after the session. I, I got what I needed, which is the, what does the basic thing do? Yeah. And I can... there's, there's a handful of stuff that just got standardized, like post-errata and stuff. Uh, and one of the things was a bunch of the question asker things involved rolling Mm -hmm. um and i went through and removed a lot of charms that asked for rolling because i wanted i didn't want people to be rolling to attack and then rolling for damage and then rolling to use their powers and and the what happens if you roll for a charm and it fails right right like uh it's fine if it supplements a roll and that roll fails Mm -hmm. but like you don't want to roll to turn the power on because what's the point of paying a cost if you then can't use it Mm -hmm. Uh, so a bunch of those got like lightly redesigned to either be a flat cost or to supplement a specific role and all the question askers, um, because one of the like pretty common reasonable complaints was that anima is too hard to build up if you're not in a fight, mm-hmm. um, turned into, you can just spend a moat per question asked. So if you're doing an investigation scene, you can just be like, I asked this question, then I asked this question, then I asked this question, and now I'm an active anima, right? Like, mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just want to make sure that you are just working with the stuff we standardized and that's all. And we can catch, cool. catch that up and adjust things in between sessions. No big deal. Anyway, uh, was that your whole list, Chaz? Yes. Okay. What did you pick, Eddie? Um, so I was listening to when you were next, you were talking about excellency. So originally I had uh, range combat excellency, but I've actually switched that to close combat excellency. Mm-hmm. Um, because as alchemical, like with lunars, I can also choose an attribute. Uh, mm-hmm. So it makes sense to kind of supplement my close combat because it's only two dots. Mm-hmm. So I went with that. Um, I also have an arsenal summoning gesture for my weapons. So that way I, no one can ever knock my bow out of my hands. So I can always just summon it back. Just zoop it right back. Yeah, ma- very cool. Magnets, how do they work, right? <laughs> I like I like the idea that your version is literally magnetized. <laughs> That's amazing. Everybody else like shoots a boop of essence or whatever and like magically recalls it and you're just like, no, it's magnetic. <laughs> <laughs> Funk. <laughs> uh, um uh neuro arrow wasted. Um you know, like I can actually redirect my shot and if for some reason my roll fails, I can just pick a different target. Nice. Um I have uh reinforced chassis, uh which is mm-hmm. kind of a defense <laughs> one we talked about doing right. that. Um so yeah. I can actually uh, increase my hardness and then because I have that as a prerequisite, I could also get, um, actually, no, I can't get body removal matrix. I don't have enough essence for that, so I have to pick a new one. Is that essence too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Whoops, that's my fault. I'll, I'll pick a new one more. Okay. Um, but the other one I had was um, outlier analysis method, um, which basically means I get extra dice when I'm trying to think through a problem or using logic. Nice. And Very I'll cool. Grab my yeah. missing one while Dixie talks about hers. Okay. 
I, I do a thing sometimes when I do charm lists um, where I put too many on the list and then I go through and like weed them out after mm. I like read them carefully. Mm-hmm. So currently I have eight on my sheet, but I'm going to like go through and look at them in our downtime. Um, mm. I'm, I'm going to do some kind of excellency. I'm fairly sure of. I'm probably going to do hybrid body because that's fun. Um, which means that I need to look at how that interacts with possible other like close combat-y things because if I have claws and fangs, like I don't know if I need some of the other ones. Um, I do mm-hmm. have portentous warding defense because she is a protector, and I think that she would be the kind of person who's just like, hey, hey, defend people and myself. And I'm also toying with maybe having one uh, in- enhanced sense. I'm sad. Okay. I'm sad. I can't have eagle wing because it's like essence three. Because I was like, yeah. I was like, what if I had wings? And I was like, no, it's essence three. <sighs> I mean, in hybrid body, you certainly can shift wings into it if you want to true true no i just thought it'd be fun to be like yeah i got wings fight me yeah i mean but also you you have the innate ability to literally become a bird mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> so yes yeah, so i'm gonna play with some of this uh over the break since we're getting toward the end of today's session um because yeah. i might take some navigate stuff but i really want to like read through all of it mm-hmm. um because there, there like- are a lot of options and i want to pick ones that are fun for a play also, it's it's a, uh, a little bit in the rules, but my own personal approach is that like if you pick all these charms just because you thought they were cool, and then you discover that like some of them aren't useful to what you want to do, mm-hmm. um, or aren't coming very coming up aren't coming up very often in the game we're playing, you can swap them out. You don't need like, I mean, mention it that you want to like change it because you're not unsatisfied, but like yeah. you don't I don't need my blessing to do so. Yeah, no, I I did that recently. Even in a D and D game, I had brought a Beastmaster Ranger, which was a, a mm-hmm. character I had made before, and then uh, th- it wasn't gonna work because we're doing a lot of like dungeon delving, and it was like, well, the beast I have with me can't climb ladders um, very well, right? So yeah. I changed her out to uh, some kind of like sharpshooter ranger character, and now she's amazing. So you know, like it's 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 the same kind of thing. If I give myself like you know monkey leap technique but then i have no reason to use it ever it's mm-hmm. like i don't need that charm anymore like i can i'm not, we're, just, we're just walking yeah. down the streets you know I, yeah I, I don't need to do parkour um, <laughs> so my replacement one i went with uh, identity obfuscation matrix so i can change my appearance nice nice very cool we've got two people who can change appearance i am a fan <laughs> also i can transform now so that makes sense more than meets the <laughs> now eye. You're, now you're absolutely a robot in disguise. See? <laughs> All comes together. Are you more than meets the eye? I am, in fact, more than meets the eye. <laughs> and perhaps less. Beautiful. I love this. All right. Um, so then the last couple things in character creation while Dixie is still scrolling through there. I'll be doing this all afternoon. Yeah, and you can yeah, you can finalize <laughs> that at any time. So the last couple things we do for character creation are picking your equipment. Um and then like statting up anything we need to set up like mm-hmm. the the battle group um a, a powerful familiar that's artifacts sort of mm-hmm. yeah artifacts um so if anybody took artifact i did go ahead and pick it okay. uh and you can either pick one from the very cool list that we provide you but if you're kind of not feeling any of them because they are sort of they're cool but they're also sort of specific so they don't always fit like every character concept i understand that Mm. Um, they're more examples of what artifacts can look like than a specific list of things that we expected everybody to take um you can just say i have an artifact bow and if you want to make up what it is what it can do um as we play that's fine or if you have a cool idea we can kind of workshop it right now okay 
Yeah, I found it very easy to plug and play with the ones that we have. Like when one of yeah. my uh, players in the Vorpal Tales game I did wanted like some kind of weapon or power fist type thing. I just took the one that was in here and, and fucked with what it did a little bit. And I, yeah. I think I ran it by you and you were like, yeah, that makes sense. You need to add like one thing. And I was like, I wrote a mechanic for Exalted. <laughs> I didn't know I could do yeah. that. Well, we, we did try to make it pretty easy. Uh, so if you see something in here and you like, you're like, I like that idea, but I don't like that it's moon silver or whatever, we can just change it if we want to. Which chapter <laughs> is the great curse stuff in? Uh, two. Okay. Oh yeah. Also, make sure you have noted down your anima effects because they'll be important. Yep. I'll make sure that gets done before tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a like write that down between stuff since you already we already picked our cast and stuff. Note down your advantages and your. Um, anima effects note down your your class features and your race features right <laughs> except not except you not. can be any race when exalted yeah i mean like they are intended to sort of fill that conceptual space right. that like a person who's only ever played D goes oh oh that's my class feature and you're like yes <laughs> did anybody else take an artifact or is it just it uh, i did but i'm, I'm okay it's probably going to be some kind of armor situation i think because mm -hmm. I feel like she probably mostly fights without weapons. Yeah, okay. Um, so I'm going to play around with that and see what I want it to be. Because uh, there are some really cool artifact armors in here. Like, I like the idea of artifact armor that doesn't look like armor. Because I like the idea mm -hmm. of her always appearing kind of smaller and more delicate and, like, sweet than she is. But then actually she could fuck you up and also take a hit. Right. Um, so I'm probably going to play with that a little bit, like maybe take the artifact silk armor that's in here and like change it around a little. Sure. Um, but I've used that before as a beginning, uh, like on my Abyssal, I, I, yeah, I did yeah. a very similar version and I loved it. Like it was such a cool thing. And then of course you get some evocations with that and that's fun. Yeah, totally. There's also Midnight Thorn in here, which like I could play with a lot because like that one's more self and plant based, but I could definitely like mess with it. Right. Right. Okay. So also for Eddie, mm -hmm. uh, Power bow. Evocations. Power bow. <laughs> Evocations are like special charms that your your weapon teaches to you. Okay. Um, and as now chemical, you can learn them with a with an exalt milestone. Uh, everyone else has to use a major milestone, uh, but because you're, you know, basically kind of a living artifact, you have a very special connection with your artifact weapons, um, and you are always considered resonant with the magical material that you are. Mm -hmm. Uh. And all that means, in essence, is that you get access to the to the the mode that says resonant. <laughs> uh, so if you aren't resonant with it, you get all the effects that the artifact has anyway. You just don't get to unlock the resonant mode. Okay. Yep. Uh, and you do have to buy if if you wanted to take one of the evocations, it would have to be part of your starting charm package. Um, you, they they're charms like any other, so okay. you have to take them normally. Except for you, because you're now chemical, so you get to take them more frequently than most people do yeah uh, okay i see now because i'm looking at like the the oracle power bow for example and i see there's a yeah. resonant kicker to the yeah. um but you could yeah. just now make it you... a soul steel power bow yeah you can make it a soul steel power bow that's what i was gonna do yeah i was gonna offer i mean uh, um, the, the the actual power is like allows me to take aim well being in the air and it's like i don't see how often it's gonna happen but we'll we'll give it a shot and see how it goes yeah if you want to if you want to like rephrase some of them or like rework them a little bit and use the sort of template that we've given you there to make something that fits your character mm -hmm. better we can do that right. and i mean honestly if you throw it in our discord that we're all in together and say like how does this look all the exalted people will be like this oh, looks totally. great or maybe because right. like my problem with making exalted artifacts was that i i make them underpowered 
because I'm so mm-hmm. used to once again things like D and D where I'm like, can I have a plus one bow? Yeah, and then right. in, in Exalted, <laughs> they're like, they're like, what if your bow gave you eight spells and also <laughs> shot fire? And I'm like, oh, it's yeah. that kind of game, right? Because like I think I think we're also like rooted in the more like low powered fantasy things. Because mm-hmm. I mean, how how many people play D and D to level twenty, right? Right. Where right. like you you like can't have this kind of stuff. Like most people start at level one, maybe level two or three, and they play a game to level five or eight, and then the group stops. Generally, mm-hmm. is what yeah. I found. Like it's yep. really rare that you get to level like fifteen, twenty. But Exalted kind of starts you at level twenty, and it's like it's like okay, so you're a really powerful superhero, chosen yep. of a god. Let's go from there. Um. So yeah, I enjoy it. But that said, I know that our guests have to go for this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to wrap. We have a meeting but, in five. But for the purposes of this playthrough, you're probably going to start hearing the game almost immediately after this because I'm going to cut them together all cleverly. So <laughs> super, super fun. Well, thank all you right. both for joining us. I love making yeah. exalted characters. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll do all the plugs after we do a play session. So after the miracles of editing, we have we have finished up our characters. Um, and so we're going to quickly go through and talk about who we ended up with. Uh, so yeah. Dixie, why don't you start? Yeah. So I actually made a few changes uh, last yesterday evening when I started playing with like my different merits and charms I wanted and things. Um, so I've, I've moved my dots around, but they're still pretty focused in the same spaces, mm-hmm. uh, which is exciting. Um, I've changed my merits. I now have my familiar, who is still amazing. Uh, but they are a tertiary familiar, but I took a charm called Beast Uplifting Harmony so they can talk uh, just because I wanted Monica to have to do a voice for my tiny creature that I haven't named yet, but we can name it during this this setting. Nice. Um, I also have taken Artifact and Hearthstone in contact as opposed to backing um, because I decided that the backing that my village gave me before I left was some artifact gear uh, that they that they give to heroes from their tiny village. Here's some shit. Good luck. I mean, yeah, pretty much. They're all like, well, you can't stay here now because you need to go do better things. So here's this armor. And it comes with a hearthstone, so you can go hang out at your manse if you want. And I'm like, all right. So yeah, that's that's super cool. The charms I settled on were are uh, a presence slash force excellency, because I have a lot of good dots and the other stuff already that I wanted. Uh, Flow like blood, which is a defense charm. Uh, which also has a cool lunar thing called Cunning Prey Reversal. Fist of Iron Technique, because I decided that I mostly just punch people. Uh, body Mending Meditation. Hybrid Body trans- Transformation, because being a where Samada is cool. And then, of course, the Beast of Lifting Harmony, so that I can hang out with my familiar and he talks. So yeah, and then I, uh, Monica helped me make a, a cool artifact armor, which is based on the silk armor from the Essence Core Book. Uh, but we made it an artifact three instead of two, so now I also get some cool extra dice for social rolls. Um, and then not, not all social rules, but some social rules. And then right. my hearthstone, which has a manse and helps me conceal myself in battle. So I'm harder to hit. So yeah. Awesome. That is where I landed. Very cool. Uh, uh for me, not much changed. Um, uh, we talked about my familiar being kind of an automaton spider, uh, whose name is click clack, uh, but I spent <laughs> enough Aww. points to give him a voice. So click clack, just, you know, click clacks along. I did, uh, work with Monica on, reworking the artifact i went with a base power bow but we it did the original one in the core book didn't quite make sense so uh i i worked with her on that and we ended up with um the soul steel bowl of uncanny accuracy 
um, which basically gives me some advantages for shooting people who are like either hidden or concealed or whatever. So it's kind of like a smart missile bow. So it kind of shoots people. And it basically it, the idea is that the bow is embodied with different souls, different archers. So they actually kind of scream and, and cause the arrow to slightly shift as it makes its turns. That's so terrifying. Truly terrifying. <laughs> That's yeah. like yes. the magnificent thing. I, I love, love that we've, we've like reversed this entirely and Eddie is playing the gothist character because you're yes. like, I'm an abyssal or I'm a bat. Like I'm, and now Eddie's like, I have souls in my weapons. So Eddie, we, we designed an evocation together. You mm. got a little, you got a little crass course in writing things for essence. I did. Uh, <laughs> Uh, did you, so when you take, when you have evocations on your artifact, you don't get them automatically. You have to buy them as one of your starting charms. Right. Did mm -hmm. you want to swap out one to take that or do you just want to have it for the future? Hmm, that's an interesting point. Uh, I, I think I will actually, uh, take it cause originally I had, um, no arrow wasted and I feel like the evocation is kind of the same design space. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll just, I'll just you take, swap take that your guy out. instead. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So now, so now I have. Well, we're calling bending bending arrow tactics. Very cool. All right, which does acronym to bat. So <laughs> bat extra <laughs> bat bat. <laughs> I did that way too many times during that one essence game where I played a bat lunar. Bat. Well, what else would you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but anyway, that is me done. How about you, John? Uh, I made very few changes since our um, conversation earlier. I defined my glorious solar saber as like a light rapier. Um, cool. So it's a light weapon, the artifact and balanced tags. And I have a concealed stiletto for stabbing if I don't have time to summon such a glorious uh, blazing weapon. Very, very cool. Uh, do you want to go over what other charms you took? Sure. I have the presence excellency. Okay. Uh, vacant Station Scheme, mm -hmm. Portentous Warding Defense, mm -hmm. Illimitable Master Fence, mm -hmm. and Mode of Discerning Technique. Very cool. You know, I think I now remember that you went over those in our previous recording session. So, Whatever. you know, if you're in editing and you're like, well, this is really redundant. Yeah, cut it <laughs> I have to say, though, I, I, I love that Chaz and I both have uh, a presence excellency but like i i feel like we're going to use it completely differently uh -huh. <laughs> your character is clearly going to use it to be like an, an an awesome diplomat who gets things done and i plan to use it to be either intimidating or so disarming that people are just like oh she's harmless right <laughs> nice she's harmless until she's eating your face uh I, we may get an advance uh in this game we'll see i might i might throw a like We'll do like if we're gonna do like a two-parter, I might throw a minor milestone in the middle just so everybody can, cool. can so we can demonstrate Ooh. advancing. Um, we probably won't hit personal or exalt, given that it's sort of a one-shot. Like that's that is the trouble with one-shots, but maybe I can yeah. throw in a minor milestone so that we can de de just for the sake of demonstrating for people how you advance in this game, we can do that. Uh, and cool. I would strongly recommend that Dixie's character take Predator and Premier because. Mm -hmm that's pretty much what you want to do <laughs> yeah yeah no totally like currently she's just doing it ad hoc but eventually she'll learn how to do it with magic yeah. <laughs> that's this game <laughs> <laughs> all right uh any other questions comments concerns before we roll right into playing nothing can't figure out no? on the fly i'm sure yeah okay you y'all may want to open up chapter four <laughs> <laughs> which is the okay. rules chapter so we can have something to reference um i'm gonna do the same just so i can have it to hand 
Um, and so when someone is like, what does that say? And I make a call off the fly. <laughs> we don't, we can all look at it together. Yeah. For, for listeners, um, especially those who are back to Kickstarter, uh, uh, two things. One is obviously we're, we're playing this more for, for fun than for rules fidelity. This isn't a play test per se. So, um, that's one thing. Another factor is, as we mentioned earlier, uh, this is going to be based off of, uh, the updated manuscript based off mm-hmm. of uh, errata and feedback we got during playtesting. So it may not quite map up to what's in the Kickstarter manuscript. And that's okay. Yeah, that will But that be, also uh... means that the people on the Exalted Fan Cord who hastily update their Google Docs whenever they hear about a change will have to listen very closely. Yeah, you, y'all can... Um... We're talking to you, Blake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the used people listening at home who really like to keep up with the changes that we've made, besides the one that uh, ones that I've like openly talked about, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, get your get your notebooks out, <laughs> get your pause buttons ready, <laughs> uh, and you can play the scavenger hunt of what did we change. <laughs> nice. um, prizes include I might share a funky emoji in the, the fan <laughs> court or the OPP Discord with you. I will like your tweet. I will like, I will respond to your post. I will react mm-hmm. to your post with one of my favorite funky emoji. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Like pensive cowboy rat butt. Yes, like pensive cowboy rat butt. Or like, one of the best emojis. Uh, oh pensive God. bread. Or, I love pensive bread. <laughs> pensive bread. Or bread nuggies. Or leg. Which, <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen leg, I'm going to post it in our chat right now. This is great audio content. I know. Yes. <laughs> there's there's leg. Woohoo, leg. <laughs> oh yeah, leg is good. <laughs> Any of these could be yours. Uh, and I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to explain leg. You have to if, play if, to find if, out. If, if if you win it, you'll know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's begin as the characters are in fact fleeing the monks of the pure way on their way into Champor. We won't start in the city. We'll start like on the road like leading up to it you the, can see the road the, to champor the word yes we're going to start on the road to champor hi ray <laughs> ray not here but we'll honor them anyway yeah yeah uh, <laughs> with us in spirit immediately right uh i didn't look it up beforehand Chaz, would it like how does it have like walls or is it do you remember i believe so it's been a while since i've read the uh aad manuscript you know what we're gonna it. This version of Champor is going to have them because it makes for a cool scene. You are you are within spitting distance of the city's walls. It is a matter of like just getting the people at the gates to let you in. However, you are also being pursued uh, by a monk and several uh, soldiers. I was like, what's the word for people who fight professionally? <laughs> <laughs> they are running behind you, as I am imagining the group kind of in flight physically like not not like flying through the air but maybe um... right. oh wait what's everybody's characters names again azure train is chaz yes mm-hmm. and dixie your character vashti okay b-a-a-s-h-t-i vashti okay. of teku grove uh, yes and eddie uh steel arrow of justice do you, do you have a nickname by... that we call you yeah, yeah. Do you go by steel by arrow by justice probably steel okay all right Cool. Now they're all written down and I won't forget them. All right. So maybe, maybe Vashti is in fact actually flying, but the rest of you are not so lucky. Mm. Um, (laughs) They are approaching you from behind in a reformation. uh, And the monk is 
in is like sort of running almost in like a linebacker position and it looks like he is strongly considering spear tackling steel okay so let's throw everyone head first immediately into the system uh as we open the scene in medius rest with a joint battle sure Love it. <laughs> uh so for everyone playing along at home um joint battle uh is your choice of attribute plus your highest combat ability uh and then basically the players all roll. We see who rolls the highest of the players. The NPCs all roll. We see who rolls the highest of the NPCs and who goes first. A target number is always eight, yes? Seven. Seven? Yeah, and tens right count as two. Right. Yeah, don't don't re-roll those tens. They count as two. I have zero successes on way seven to, dice. Way to go. Did you botch? I did not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got five successes off of nine dice. All right. I have nine. Nine? (laughs) Okay. All right. Hang on. Let's see what they got. Six. Ooh. But that's not more than nine. Uh, So. uh, Oh, wait. I should have rolled four more dice. I have an excellency. uh, You don't have to. You don't need to use an excellency on join battle unless you really want to. I didn't I mean, you can if you want to. I just thought it was cool. Yeah. I mean, technically, it's an ability roll. You can. But you don't need to. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, mark, mark your moat, take up your anima. Uh, all right. So because the player characters, all your highest is nine, um, you guys get to go first and choose which one of you gets to act first. Well, it seems like I'm the one being tackled, so I probably should go first. Yeah, you're, yeah, about, to be, you're about to be spear tackled by a large buff bald man uh, who rather than like normal stubble, like he's clearly shaved his head because he's a monk and it's mm-hmm. growing back in, but like you can see in the normal stubble on his head that they reflect a little like crystals. Nice. Um, and he has sort of like a dusty color to his skin as he's very clearly an earth aspect. Uh, <laughs> uh, and is in the process of attempting to leap towards you, uh, clearly with the intent to tackle and grapple you and restrain you as, you know, your the thing that he wants. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to spend a moat for a reinforced chassis. Okay. Uh, so basically, um, the, the uh, uh, steel skin, uh, you know, looks like he's kind of always permanently wearing some relatively light armor. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, different plates kind of slide out and connect together to kind of fill in gaps in the armor and, and make him a little more uh, rigid. And actually, it gets a little thicker as these different plates kind of slide around. Yeah, I love um, it. Which increases my hardness to five. Okay. Um, is that an action? or uh, if Does it have a step? at all step or is it two. just say step, step two okay you can actually do that in response to an attack oh okay well then I'll you do not have to do that. that right now yeah then I'll hold off on that for now yeah that is a very cool stunt though <laughs> yeah no that's very cool um in in that case uh i'm going to quickly turn around and shoot one of my arrows at him okay see if i can shoot him in the feet to kind of knock him off his feet all right cool I will give you your stunt dice because you spent all your description time talking about using an effect you didn't need. That's okay. It was really fucking cool. So you take your two dice. Uh, and you are attacking his defense. His defense is four. Okay. Um, remember that your ac- your weapon's accuracy is not bonus dice. It is bonus successes. Okay. Five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Eight is more than four. Uh, so this is this is by nature. It has to be a withering attack. You have no power. We've just started this fight. Okay. Uh, so you have four successes over defense, so that's one for meeting it, and four more, so you gain five power. 
What is the difference between a withering attack and the other one? So a withering attack builds up power. They're basically mm-hmm. like feints or trick shots or whatever to charge your super bar so okay. that you can hit for real. Right. Makes sense. Uh, so you are firing this arrow to like, you know, obviously make him not try to tackle you. <laughs> right. But this is more harassing attacks than actual damage. Right. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you, you basically do, you set yourself up by doing these harassing attacks, these feints, these quick jabs or whatever, so that you get momentum, power, you charge your super bar like this is a fighting game, and then you can start striking for real. Yeah, nice. okay. we always like talked about it, it like in anime where like somebody will hit somebody 18 times and nothing happens. Right. But then yep. they do their final attack. Yeah, and then like Spend two episodes them. charging up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like <laughs> like those attacks in anime where like they hit a guy and he like smashes into the wall and then like gets up and is fine. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. So Eddie, because you went first, uh, you get to decide who goes next, which can include uh, either your enemy uh Oh, his his soldiers are extras, so they always go last. Um, and okay. there are five of them. Okay. Um, actually, before I do that, how much power did I get as a result of that? Just one? Five. Five? Oh, okay. Five. Yeah, it's one for hitting, and then four, four extra. because of four, for your extra successes. Oh, nice. Okay. I will let uh, Dixie's character go. All right. Uh, I, I'm assuming I'm going to do hybrid body transformation. Okay. Because I want to turn into a wear samada, because wear samada sounds awesome. Yeah. So my character, who already, like, she's a fairly unassuming, um, maybe like five foot six, medium brown skin, uh, 20 at best, just sweet looking girl. Uh, She does have slightly elongated canines, you might have noticed. And if you look very closely at her shadow, there appears to be a flowing mane instead of hair. Oh, I love Um, it. But past that, she's, you know, pretty cool. Uh, But she just... All of a sudden, rears up. Everything just bursts out. It's 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 claws, it's fangs, it's it's saber teeth. When she does her hybrid transformation, I would say that she stays in like a two legged form. Okay, or at least for fighting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yes, I will commit two moats to this. All right. Now I do have one question about about hybrid body. Yes. Now I know that you get the uh, you can add your essence automatic successes to like animal scope. But if mm-hmm. I want to roll to like claw somebody, is that just going to be like close combat plus force, and then I add the extra thing? Yes. Okay. Cool. That was yep. that, that was how I parsed it, but I don't always parse rules well, so I wanted to ask. Yep. Yep. You got it. Uh, also, cool stunt. Take your stunt dice. Um, since you are committing two moats, make sure you take your animal up by two. Uh, so Excellent. that puts you puts you at what three? Three. All right, so you're active. Um, mm-hmm. And since you are a changing moon, I believe you get to pick someone else's active, or do you get to just... No, uh, I get to pick somebody else's passive, which passive, I've already right, chosen right. as unstoppable, so extras okay. can't harm me. Okay. Um, nice. If, if it's active, then I get to add essence and automatic successes to this role, which I will do because this is my probably iconic role, which is close combat plus force. Okay, sure. So I'm going to add a bunch of automatic successes. So be mindful that I think you're running right up on the dice, on the success cap, which is five. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is also just mostly for the people playing at home. The, there is an inherent limit on how many dice you can have. Uh, I know that basic third edition separates this between charm dice and non-charm mm-hmm. dice. In essence, just period went, no, no, flat rate, plus 10 dice, plus five successes. Um, and mm-hmm. that also includes modifying static values. Right. Uh so, like, if you have a defense 5, you can only bump it up to defense 10. Anything past that's just just burns off. It's wasted. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, this this should only add two automatic successes. Okay. Because it's oh, my essence. So it's one. It's one for hybrid one. and then one for the okay. animal effect. Yep. And then um, any accuracy bonus from your weapon also counts. I don't have a weapon. Unarmed, unarmed strikes are considered light weapons. Oh, right. Yep. So that's another two. 
which puts you at four. Unless you're using Fist of Iron to change its weight class. No, I'm good. I don't want to you're do good? any more moves right, right stay, now. Stay light. Yes, I have right. stuff happening right now, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. So you are you have four automatic successes on this strike. You're plus very accurate right now. Yep, plus whatever you roll. So I am hitting the guy that was attacking. Uh, steel? Yeah. You're hitting steel. the monk? Yep, defense Yeah, because I still. adopted Steel. He's my friend. Of course. 13 successes. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I'm just clawing right. him. So 13 over 4 is a difference of 8? Nine? 9? Nine. I can't do math. I can't, especially can't do You're subtraction. You're a mechanics lead on this game. <laughs> that's, that's a different kind of math. Statistical math, I, am, I know. I am worried Subtraction, no. forget it. <laughs> right, so you have nine extra successes, so that's... Uh, hit your ten power. Bing! <laughs> All right. Uh, so then you also get to decide who goes next, uh, um, which can also include the enemies. Remember, whoever... Uh, whoever acts last gets to choose who acts first next round. Yeah, I think I'm actually going to let the enemies go next because as All of right. right now, I'm like trying to hold back because Azure Wynn doesn't seem like a, f- a fighter so far because I don't know them that well. Or Azure Crane, sorry. So I'm like, I'm like, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know about this one. They seem delicate compared to us because <laughs> I'm a I'm a beast person and this person's made of metal. <laughs> okay, the monk is going to go. Uh, and there's like a, a little dust devil that spins up around his feet uh, as he clearly prepares to throw multiple multiple strikes, one bare-knuckled punch aiming towards uh, steel, uh, and the second one uh, fearlessly aimed towards transformed Vashti. He yells, die, foul anathema, <laughs> as he throws <laughs> his punches. All right. What's that uh, even mean? <laughs> <laughs> Just... <laughs> All right. So, what are your defenses? Mine. Both of you. We'll roll. We'll roll against you first. That'll be his. He's using many attacks technique, which means he has a dice penalty on the second attack. Uh, which defense? Like I've got a bunch of different values. So you should be calculating either a parry or evasion. It's either plus your close combat or plus your athletics. Then you get to basically pick which one is better, and that's considered your defense okay. for the five, game. Five. Five then. Five. Okay. I have them all listed, so I was like, I don't know which one to use. Alright, so he has seven, so that's three power for him. Uh, and then the second attack made it slightly less dice, aimed at steel. What's your defense? Alright. Well, he got one success and has two accuracy, so three uh, My evasion is four. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Yep. Did I successfully defend? Yes. Can I commit one vote to do cutting prey reversal? Oh wait, he hit you. you. Okay. okay. He missed. Uh, he, he hit you. He missed. Uh, steel. Okay. Yeah. I'm learning more about that. No, yeah, it's no, okay. It's okay. It's exciting. You are learning, and so is everybody listening. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of the point of these actual plays on the podcast, as opposed to the ones that we do on stream. Exactly. These are more like we're new. Like, mm. yeah. That, thus, the point of running everyone through an an exciting starter right. fight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am going to na- nominate Azure Crane to go. Okay. Uh, Azure Crane is um, doesn't want to fight here if that can be avoided. So they're going to, to turn, kind of uh, adjust the collar of their long uh, embroidered silk jacket and look to the soldiers following the monks, uh, following the monk and say, 
it would be wise for you to stand back. This is a contest for the exalted to prove their might. And I would <laughs> so, like to intimidate the hell out of them. Oh, sure. Yeah. Also, that's an extremely cool stunt. Um, they're extras, so their resolve is a whole two. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am going to it. use my presence excellency as okay. part of that. They have a resolve of two. However, they do have an intimacy to the monk who they're defending, um, which will make it four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a suitable I, challenge for you. I believe <laughs> that I'm. Uh, this is force three, because um, I, I think this is force. I don't think I can uh, cheese finesse here. Uh, that, that is that is pretty forceful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, presence of four, and as one of the solar exalted, I get to use my excellency for free. Yeah. So that's another four dice. Yep. Only three successes. I am. Okay. How did uh, you? How? <laughs> <laughs> the, the bell curve. <laughs> yeah. What you you see them advance a little bit and then hesitate at your words, and they have to consider <laughs> whether or not you are scarier than their religious beliefs. <laughs> and unfortunately, the answer is they they eventually decide that the answer is no. <laughs> It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, however, like you are steadily making progress towards the city. Uh, you can see that there are city guards outside the, the gate uh, and they have started to notice the conflict. Uh, and if they run over here, they're not really going to be on your side. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Good thing you have a person who's very good at talking to people. Supposedly. Supposedly. Supposedly, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the extras act and extras don't count towards anything. Uh, they're extras. They always go last. <laughs> they're nameless, faceless characters. Um, and since there's only five of them, we're not doing a battle group. And also they're not like acting as a unit. They're acting as five individual guys. It's a very important staple of the action genres that Exalted takes inspiration from. Yeah. Um, they just throw so themselves at us and very little happens. Yes. So, uh, one of them throws a spear at Azure Crane. Um, nice. They have uh, six dice to do this with. What's your defense? Um, it is evasion three, since I don't have a weapon out. Or, okay. sorry, evasion two, oh, since okay. I don't have a weapon out. Uh, they botched. Excellent. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they accidentally hit the monk. No. <laughs> uh, the guy who like throws his spear at you it like lands right before your feet and you can see he's had a complete moment of regret uh and then he just fucking bolts <laughs> you're like like whatever you said the thing you said earlier they were he was just like oh god no, you know what no i've had enough of this it's I'm like done. Yeah. Ha -ha, I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> one of the other ones uh throws a spear at steel Nope. Uh, <laughs> and then well, uh, one of the last ones bravely, bravely throws their spear yep. at Vashti, uh, which I, if they yep. couldn't nope. hit four, they're sure not hitting five. But hey, maybe maybe the tens will be kind to them. They were not. So <laughs> Even if they were extras, Never they know. Really can't harm me. So Yeah, it's true. But they can build power and then give it to their guy. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. 
uh so speaking of the last guy is like don't let them frighten you he yells to the monk in a very tone of voice that's sort of like i'm not scared you're scared (laughs) (laughs) and he's going he's going to attempt with his six dice to build power with inspire and give it to the monk which he also fails so (laughs) i mean they're extras we weren't expecting much from them (laughs) Uh, okay, so since Azure Crane was the last significant character to act, um, you get to choose who goes next on the next turn. And that was a whole turn, a whole round. Everybody acted. Cool. Uh, so since since the round ended, uh, everybody mm-hmm. who spent moats gets one moat back. Nice. Uh, and then we reset back to the top. Azure Crane gets to choose who goes first, which can be herself. Themself. Sorry. Uh, yes, I, I will go first because I am still not holding a weapon and it, it seems these fools are going to persist in their course of action. <laughs> fools! Since you wanted to work that into your description, that was cool, but everybody is actually assumed to get ready when you join battle. I, I need to spend a simple action to Oh, right, because you have Glorious Solar, Solar, Solar Saber. Right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you could yes. have pulled one of your, your hidden knives if you wanted to, but it didn't seem like you want to, so that's okay. No, I, I didn't want to. I, I, yeah, so I will take my turn to kind of sigh, accepting that we are, are now uh, under attack and, and doing battle, and there's nothing that I can do to stop that. And I will, like, cast my arm aside, um, mm-hmm. and, like, a blazing beam of light extends from my hand with, like, an ornate basket hilt, um, uh, like, rapier. Yeah, um, very cool. And nice. I will slowly advance towards the extras who uh, did not heed my wisdom. <laughs> just just because of the description of you doing the whole like hand thing, all I could think of was Windblade. <laughs> <laughs> I played way too much Genshin Impact. I... <laughs> yeah. I, I also I also personally Im- just imagine Azure Crane just like looks like just kind of vaguely annoyed at this whole situation. Like, yeah, not yeah, really yeah. mad, not really you know angry, just more like oh god. These <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> our, our long-suffering solar friend. <laughs> right. We've yeah. known for like a day, maybe. <laughs> I've known him my entire life. What are you talking about? That's super cool. <laughs> Since you are not taking any rolled actions, you can bank those stunt dice and hold on to them to either use on a roll later or to give to one of your uh, buddies during the session. I will do that. Oh, nice. So yep. you can, you can, that's, that's cool. Yep. That, that is a new essence rule. Because sharing like is that. caring. Yeah. All right. Uh, so... Who gets to go next? You get to get to decide who gets to go next again, which can't be yourself again this time. Vashti, f him up. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Um, I am going to. So I have. Uh, I have ten power now. You do so have I can, ten. Power. I can fuck people up. Yeah, you do have ten power, and the monk has hardness five. Um, okay. So you need to spend at least five power in order to land a blow. Okay. Well, I will spend. Uh, I spend seven power. Yeah, when you when you're like I'm making a decisive attack, uh, you get to decide. It's basically like a wager. You get to basically be like I'm gonna put this much power. I'm gonna wager this much power into how hard I want to hit them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if you hit them, they become damage dice. Uh, if you miss, okay. you you basically tithe one to the house and you keep the rest. Yeah. Okay. I'm also going to <laughs> yep. spend a moat to use fist of iron technique. Okay. Um, and I'm going to tick that anima up. Yeah. Should you smashing <laughs> or aggravated? Let's do smashing. Okay. I get to add a tag to my fists, Eddie. Oh, nice. That is part of the thing. Nice. Um, and also... Right. And you're, you're a lunar, so you automatically get Claws of the Silver Moon, which I believe makes them artifact as uh, well. If I spend an additional moat, which I'm going to do. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I have I have artifact smashing claw weapons now. All right. You're going to take an accuracy bonus or a damage bonus? Uh, damage bonus. Cool. I'm like, you, you got a pretty good accuracy so far, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not worried. Oh, uh, what's your anima at? Oh, 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 oh. Um... Are you at five? Uh... No, I just have four. Four, okay. All right. You're getting... Once you hit anima five... Oh, no, wait, because I spent the extra mode. I am at five. Yeah, you did. Oh, you're at five. So what is... You, you are now glowing really obviously. You cannot <laughs> hide it anymore. So tell us a little bit about what your glow looks like. Do your tattoos light up? Yeah, yeah. So um, the Samada that I use as my main spirit shape is uh, mostly like a, a, a pure black kind of melanistic Samada. Um, mm-hmm. And my tattoos are kind of on my arms and everything but mostly on my face she has them across her eyes mm-hmm. so now she looks like a giant lion wear person with glowy silver swirls on her eyes and down her arms um and also is just glowing a lot and her cast mark is a shifting moon since mm-hmm. she's castless castless yeah so if you look at her cast mark it's, it's just going through the cycles of the moon kind of shifting off and on that's super cool. And yes, um, I am. I am glowing all silver and pretty now. I'm pretty. Awesome. All right. Uh, also, take your stunt dice and roll that attack. Defense is still four. Yeah. I have like a tiny space that I'm rolling in, so it's very funny. Oh, yeah, me too. I have one of those little dice trays on my desk right now. Seven successes. Okay, that beats four. Um, Yay! Yeah, so you have uh, so here's your here's your um, oh come on brain, I'm sleepy. <laughs> here's your damage dice pool. So you wagered how many power dice? Seven. seven. Okay, so it is seven plus three. Uh, so you have ten damage dice. Uh, he also has soak four, um, as he is very powerful naked. <laughs> naked. He's like wearing I, a robe. He's not wearing like big heavy armor. I, right? I am also very powerful naked. Yeah, both of you are pretty powerful, mostly naked. I don't know why I said it like that. I don't know either. Oh my god, I rolled so many tens. Uh, and your tens still count as two on this I, roll, too. I know, that was ridiculous. Okay. So count up your successes, add your damage successes, your damage bonus successes, and then remove four from that. So the four total. Okay, after you took four away? Yeah, because I, I... Okay, eight. so you had eight? All right. Yeah, I rolled three tenths in that dice <laughs> pool. Like, they're just kind of clustered together in the middle. It's actually really cute. <laughs> because right. because my tens are little octopuses, because they're Kraken dice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you, you hit him really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, like... <laughs> uh, I don't... How... Uh, what level of violence do we want this to be? Just, I didn't realize we talked about that sort of as a comfort level. I'm thing. okay keeping it as like anime like, style, anime violence. style yeah. violence. Yeah. Sure, okay. Like, uh, like fun, so you... fun action violence. Not sure, like no, no gore violence. Yeah, you don't no, want berserk. No... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people, some people like that. And sure, yeah, totally. If 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 you're into that sort of kind of horror element, then I would include it. And if you're not, we'll just keep it. We'll keep it shown in anime. Yeah. My abyssal was all about turning men into a fine red mist. So like, yeah. <laughs> I have I have done that that kind of exalted play. But I think this one is going to be more like uh, you know Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah, sure. Naruto. I, I love people a, into walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love a shonen jump type. Absolutely, totally, yeah. Yeah. It's great. yeah, 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 yeah. So there's the there's the good foley effect of like the blow hitting like that. You know, and then uh, the 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 frames shows the like blood spattering on the road of the dirt, <laughs> the dirt of the road rather. And then he like wipes his jaw in a <laughs> in a badass manner, uh, and gives you sort of like a stare, like you're next. Um, but since uh, you acted, you get to decide who goes next. You have knocked him down to half health, so he is at a wound penalty. 
<laughs> maybe maybe it's meant to let him go so that way uh, it doesn't loop around. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. That, that's what I was thinking. It's like currently I'm very focused on just me and him having a fist fight. Right, so it makes sense to kind of have him respond to that. Yeah, so I will yeah. I will let him go. Vashti has clearly distracted him from his goal of capture the alchemical, uh, <laughs> with and is now positioned herself as the biggest threat. So he's you clearly see a shift in his attitude from capture this guy to get rid of the fucking lunar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kill the anathema. <laughs> yeah. Also, well, there's two of them now. Shit, 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 shit. Uh, Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> um, also, uh, Azure Crane can, can hear commotion coming from the gate uh, as Vashti has just really gone loud. Um. <laughs> yeah. How about that? <laughs> uh, and, and you can see the uh, monk concentrating uh, essence around his fist as like a swirl of crystals appear, uh, and he punches towards you. Pretty clearly, also versed in similar techniques as you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're gonna we're gonna add some dice, and we're gonna get a damage bonus on this attack. You're still defense five, yeah. Oh wait, he's got a wound penalty. I forgot about that. There's two less dice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm apparently got bad GM luck this morning. Not, <laughs> not five. <laughs> Three is not five. You know that much math. However, he does gain a little bit power, little bit of power from missing because of overwhelming. Oh, so even if you miss, you still get a little power. That's nice. Yeah. Yep, you always get one, even if you miss, and then if your your weapon's overwhelming is better than that, you get more. Uh, same is if you, um, like, let's say you rolled a withering attack and you only got one success. If your overwhelming is two, you get two power. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 the minimum for buildup uh, so that nobody is ever sort of spitting their wheels doing nothing. All right. He is going to nominate, who hasn't gone yet? Steel, right? Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Um, okay, so uh, as these two are kind of uh, focused on each other, how many of the minions are left? Uh, four. One of okay. them just one of them just fucked off. <laughs> right. I'm gonna um uh, uh shoot at one of the other ones, kind of just we whittle them down while uh, sure. uh, my friend clearly is able to handle this this morning. <laughs> just gonna let that happen. Okay. They are defense two, because they're extras. Okay. <laughs> this is gonna be awesome. Uh oh joys. One, two, three. And you didn't, you didn't, did you have any power previously? I have one or five. You have one. Oh, okay. I have five power. Right. You have five power. Uh, you can spend one power to decisively attack them. And then just, if you hit it all, you get rid of them. Okay. Then yes, I'll do that. Yeah. But, but they still, they still cost one power to, to decisive away. That that's fine with my yeah. <laughs> six successes. I, I'm sure that'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got six successes. Mm -hmm. Do you want to kill this guy or just knock him out? Knock him out. Okay. Uh, how does how does your how do you knock someone out with your your? Um, bow? So I uh, he he pulls back the bow and as the bow comes back, um, basically uh, you start to hear kind of a, a, almost like a, a whining sound, mm -hmm. um, and then he lets the arrow go and then as the arrow flies back, it, it whistles through the air, but like on the edge of hearing, it almost sounds like maybe someone screaming in the distance, mm -hmm. um, and the arrow actually goes like right by his ear um, and we it just slices the lobe of his ear, so a little bit of blood trickles down, but then uh, the screaming is right by his ear and so he grabs his ear in pain from the overwhelming sound and just falls over very cool uh since you kind of described that after your roll you can either roll two more dice right now or bank them 
I'll just roll two more right now. Okay. <clears throat> That's fine. Nothing else happens. <laughs> no more additional successes. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, okay. So you acted last. All right. The extras get to go. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them is, one of the remaining ones is going to attempt to bravely throw their spear at you. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're so brave with their spear. They're so brave. They also botched. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're so cute. Uh, and again, they like throw the spear at you. And are just like, you know what? This is too much. There's a giant Simhata woman. The robot just just killed that guy with screaming. They didn't kill it. Just incapacitated that man with an arrow that screamed. Uh, it looks like our guy is losing. I'm out of here. Also, there's yeah. a really angry looking solar, like just Yeah, up this is too much. They're, they're, right. The solar has literally set a thing and drawn a sword. That's all. <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. The punishment <laughs> for desertion would be better than whatever is about to happen here. So he's leaving. Uh, <laughs> then one of the remaining ones is going to attempt to throw a spear at Vashti. And again, three is not five, so... It's true. <laughs> uh, and with the, the the last one, we'll attempt to throw their spear at Azure Crane. What is your defense now that you five. have your weapon out? Five. Oh, okay. Jesus. <laughs> uh, oh. Oh, that hits. Can I apply my stunt dice <laughs> that I have hanging to my defense? Yes, you can. And bump it up to seven. Or, yeah. no, sorry, two, 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 two dice, dice is plus one. Yeah, so it'd be uh, six. Six, yeah. Uh, that is one, two, three, four, five, and then accuracy two. They still are going to hit you by one. Wow, okay. <laughs> uh, however, all that does is generate two power, which they give to the monk. Okay. <laughs> and you are going to be slightly disappointed in them. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I imagine really? that, like, I bat the spear aside, but, like, yeah. hit it too hard, and, like, the butt swings around and hits me in the arm. And, like, sure. It. <laughs> definitely all right uh that ends the round um so we swing back around to the top everybody get a moat back the monk now has seven power so if it if he lives to take his action he's gonna hit one of you real hard <laughs> right yeah okay uh i'm gonna let vashti go and hopefully kind of just cut that off at the pace. yeah maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe vashti can finish this fight immediately right yeah so do i have to be at 10 power to spend power no you have okay, to more wait, power wait, wait, than them, right? You, 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 you have to have. Do you have to be able to basically put ahead enough power equal to their hardness in order to decisively attack them? Oh, okay. And so his hardness is five. Oh, I can do that. Uh, and so you wagered seven last turn, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. So yes, yeah, so you should have three. three left. Yeah. You're going to have to uh, either uh, withering attack or, like, you don't have one of the multiple attack charms, so never mind. Or build power, or have someone else, hand it off to someone else who could build power for you if you want to do that. A reminder that the build power action exists and is very fun to use. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, Azure uh, Crane, do you want to take the lead and try yeah, to Yeah, I will. Use... I will hand that off to Azure yeah, Crane, who you just wanna... got speared. <laughs> do you want to use your your presence to build power for, I do want for to Vashti? My, my okay. presence to build power for Vashti. Vashti, finish this. Uh, I do not want to see any more of these mortals dead uh, because uh, because of Dragon Blooded's uh, insistence on our destruction. <laughs> Loud and clear, uh, boss. <laughs> take take your two dice. Uh, so cool. when you when you build power, you are rolling your choice of non combat ability. Um, there's a bunch of subtypes. I'm not going to get into all of them. I'm going to assume this one is the Inspire one that you're using Presence or Performance. Yes. I'm yes. Using presence. Cool. You want to use your Excellency on it? I do. So that's another four. Okay. And... and the base difficulty is always three. Uh, you okay. get one. You hand off one power for hitting that three, and then one more for every extra success. 
Okay, cool. So I think I'm at that. That again seems like force more than uh, it does finesse. I mean, if you if you want to go for it, uh, yeah. there is also a rule in the book that just says you can use your highest attribute whenever you want to. Okay, I'll take the extra <laughs> die for that then. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. You are allowed to just be like, no, I just want to use my good one. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve successes. <laughs> so I hand off, um, what is that, nine power? Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I can't so, even take that much So <laughs> you have spillover. Yeah. With your spillover, you can either convert that directly to anima if you want to continue being... <laughs> Continue lighting up like a fucking Christmas tree. I think I'm okay uh, you, for right now. Or you can hand it off to someone else. Like you can give that power back to Azure Crane. Yeah, <laughs> or I will to, give or to Steel. Yeah, nice. I will give uh, t- two power back to Azure Crane. Okay. So you 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 built power for me, but also for yourself. I like it. I like it. Like a true diplomat, everybody wins. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to presume that then you will be handing that action off to Vashti, who now yes. can decisively attack him. Yes. yes. Um, and I'm just going to try to mash this guy into the ground so I can, I'm going to spend all 10 power. All right. Uh, because I'm trying is, to end this. Tell, tell me what mashing this guy into the ground looks like. Uh, mashing this guy into the ground looks like essentially trying to, in cartoon language, it would be when like the werewolf or giant character picks somebody up by the neck and just smashes them into the ground and like all the rocks around the area like jump up and they, there's like a, a, a like man shaped crater. Okay. Cause yeah. that's fun. Okay, go ahead and take your stunt dice. Yeah, I have so many dice to use right now. Um, okay, <laughs> so I get that. I get that. Okay. I mean, that's exalted nutshell, though, right? Yeah, it sure is. I have too and many you, dice to use. Yeah, as 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 Monica said before we started, like fifteen is not uncommon. Yeah, no, fifteen is pretty easy to hit. All right. Oh, his defense is now 11. down to three because he's wounded. So. Okay, well, I I rolled eleven on my close combat force that's a lot. roll. <laughs> 11 successes yeah okay so that is 11 minus 3 8 8 8 and yeah 8, eight, eight, power. Yeah. eight plus all 10 power so that's 18 damage dice yeah 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 uh, of fun. which you will subtract 4 successes uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god oh my god so many dice <laughs> well we hit 18 which is still under 20 but it's, it's over true. 15 <laughs> Uh, ten, so six, six damage. Six damage. Okay, well that is enough to take him out. Do you want to kill him or do you want to incapacitate him? I think I want to incapacitate him. I don't think I'm I'm, I'm big on. You're on not murder. a you're not a murderer. That's okay. Yeah. 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 No, but I yeah. like like definitely want to like smash him into the ground so that when the guards do show up, I can be like, this man attacked us. <laughs> and like, yeah. Uh, okay, so you leave him twitching in a, in your like big punch crater. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you slam him into the ground, and he's like <laughs> steaming a little with his leg kicking in the air. Yeah, and if, <laughs> if, if 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 the road was like you know bricked at all, there's just like bricks kind of everywhere now. Like I have I have broken the road slightly. Yeah, sure. There can the, I had imagined a dirt road, but we, there can be cobbles now if you want to break. I, them. I just that's think cool. it's funny. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> that's great. Uh, there, there's shattered road tiles all over the place now. Yeah. So now the gate guards are definitely on high alert as you just fucking punched a monk into the ground, <laughs> uh, uh, and you can you can see them starting to approach. 
also the last ex you killed the leader so the last extras are like oh no we're not he's having any more no no yeah sorry you didn't kill the leader hurt. you incapacitated the leader dead enough dead enough dead enough for the they don't they aren't checking <laughs> again the two remaining extras not paid enough for this and they just fucking bolt mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and so that will end the fight which will technically be the end of the scene uh so anything scene long resolved mm-hmm. any powers you have that uh, so any commitments committed motes that last for the scene complete mm-hmm. uh and you get those motes back and i become a girl again and you become a girl again <laughs> do we lose all our power too off yes all power on? all power all power ends but your anima stays where it is okay well since technically we are changing scenes you get to reduce your anima by one or two your choice i'll do it by two take me down from burning to glowing it's still glowing but a little less yeah a little, like, everyone just... can see all right Hi, so friends. you have you now have a new new problem in that the place you were trying to escape into people just witnessed this fight and they are coming out ready to act hostilely hostilely but like not they're not throwing down we aren't jumping from one yeah. fight immediately into another I am, in fact, opening the scene for our diplomat to do some diplomacy. <laughs> as the gate guards rush us, uh, Azure Crane lets go of their solar saber, mm-hmm. which um, I imagine like hisses away as as mist rising. Um, yeah, it's very and nice. The light, like motes of light, disappear, and they hold their hands out in a, a gesture of my my arms are open, my hands are empty, and I, I say. Hail, guardians of Champur. I seek refuge in the city as a citizen, as an honorary citizen and friend of the queen, Tenepeshu. Okay. Fashti in the background goes, hi, y'all. <laughs> the, <laughs> you see the, so they, they, the, the like guard captain, uh, who's a, a, a tall woman in um, sort of like Ottoman Middle Eastern style armor because Champur has like a, mm-hmm. Middle East slash India vibe to it. Um, I know those are two different parts of the world, but Exalted does a lot of will it blend with cultural references. Right. Yeah. <laughs> also, for what it's worth, my character's clothing is reminiscent of the same kind of culture because cool. I, I don't live from that You're from the same way. area. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, so it's like, now that I'm a girl again, I kind of look like I could be from Champor. Yeah, uh, so so rather than immediately like that, that puts her down, she was up here, now she's like here. <laughs> Come came down a couple clicks from being like ready to fight you to being like well now I'm cautious and rather than pull her the big curved sword at her hip out she just rests her hand on it uh, and says with respect stranger uh, I'm going to need you to prove that I am Azur Crane uh, these are my companions I, I gesture behind me without <laughs> looking giving a, a shallow uh, but polite bow if you need me to prove that I will happily enter your custody. Uh, and you will send word to the queen of my arrival. I am sure she will be pleased to see me. Oh, very well then. That's more reasonable than I was expecting, she says. <laughs> and then gestures to her crew to like ceremonially bind you. Like, go. Let me let me tie your wrists together loosely, please. <laughs> <laughs> as as uh, I allow myself to be bound, I say I believe the monk will need medical attention. He was foolish and persisting combat against my companions. Steel's going to kind of stare at the robe and then stare at his companions like, are you sure? <laughs> whereas whereas, whereas yeah. Bashi is looking confused at the guards going like, I thought y'all were coming to help us. Like, <laughs> what's happening? We were clearly being chased. Yeah, so some people peel off to go take the monk and make sure that he doesn't die. Uh, 
applying some quick first aid to, to stabilize him, which he doesn't need very much of because he's an exalt and all exalts uh, don't bleed out. Like the, when you get fucked up, they just exalts never die of blood loss. Your your body seals up all the <laughs> doesn't leak too much. It seals up all its wounds and like <laughs> you can limp along pretty far because you know they're all high key superheroes. So they they go to make sure that he gets attention because he is still gonna have to recover from those injuries, but will do so faster than a normal person. Uh, and then there is the awkward moment of you know the rest of the guards want to escort you into the city in a in a look we captured you way how does how does the group feel about it perhaps they should talk to each other <laughs> if i sense resistance from my companions i will speak up yeah i, I think uh, steel looks confused I think I, th- I think Vashti also looks confused because she's like they were chasing us like they're clearly the aggressors here like why would yeah, like uh, Steel is confused and a little wary in a like I don't trust these people kind of way mm. and Vashti is confused in a like I thought cops helped everyone way <laughs> yeah yeah no she's 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 a little naive <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Azure Crane, what are you going to do to, to soothe over your, your circle mates? So, it's not so much to soothe my circle mates, but to see if I can convince the guards to not persist. Okay. Um, uh, since I see their, their concern and confusion, I, I'd say, you've seen my friends in battle. Your bindings would, would do not to hold them. <laughs> not. <laughs> uh, so I'm. I think I'm gonna have you make just a basic persuade action there. Okay. Um. So not everything in the social system. The social system recognizes that not everything you do is based on a virtue or an intimacy. But sometimes people still need to be convinced of things. Uh, and this is one of those situations. Like not tying up these two has nothing to do with their virtues or their intimacies, but it does have everything to do with the fact that the thing you just said is the reason why they want to tie them up. Yeah. I, I also just just as a as a new the cool thing that my artifact armor does is it gives me plus two dice to any social rules when I'm leveraging looking stylish, non-threatening, or charming. Uh, Very but cool. Emphasis on the non-threatening. <laughs> right. So yeah, excellent. So if 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 I'm trying to give, do you want to try to assist uh, Azure Crane with this? Yeah. You can do a yeah. teamwork roll. Yep. No, I okay. am. I am. How, being as how are you? As possible. Yeah. Describe how you're helping. Don't don't roll just yet, Chaz. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Vashti being being kind of local, like not not really, but like similar culture, is mm-hmm. is is just kind of like I thought y'all were supposed to help people. That that monk attacked us on the road, and <laughs> and like and like as she's talking, she she looks so cute now, and she's very like big eyes, like the like you know, puss in boots and Shrek too, like situation, <laughs> and also her adorable tiny like bunny chipmunk bat hybrid creature that she found in the woods lands on her shoulder and like chirps a little <laughs> you like make the sparkles appear around your face like I mean, yeah i yeah. was just a giant monster a minute ago but i couldn't possibly hurt anyone yeah 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 <laughs> exactly so yeah so i am i am i'm, I'm trying to look as unthreatening as possible and also clearly right. being the victim take your stunt dice and then that that definitely gets you the bonus dice from your silk armor Okay. Uh, uh, this is a presence roll to assist, I think. I have an excellency in presence. Would you like to use it? I would like to use my excellency. Okay. Means I can add a whole bunch of extra dice. Yeah. And bump your anima back up. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> I'm harmless. You can, you can glow and be harmless. 
<laughs> Four successes. Okay. Uh, it was base difficulty three. or So uh, you hit one for meeting the, di- the base difficulty, and so Chaz gets plus two dice to his roll. Uh, Yay! Okay. I helped. Yeah, so so uh, just to clarify the rule, when you roll for teamwork, you make basically make a skill roll or whatever um, based on how you're helping. In this case, it was also presence, but it doesn't always have to be the same ability. Mm-hmm. You can help with other ones as long as you're doing something that makes sense to help. Right. Uh, then you roll at difficulty three. Uh, you get one from one bonus die for meeting the difficulty, and then any extra successes, basically, kind of the way everything works. Uh, so sometimes that and, and bonus dice from that don't count towards the dice limit. Uh, so that can get pretty crazy if you roll really well. Um, Love it. But but Dix, you kind of rolled a normal amount, so we're yeah 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 plus I two dice. I rolled yeah. So that's calculating okay. my pool. All right. Um, that's going to oh, be boy. finesse. Uh, okay. Plus uh, perform uh, plus presence, which presence, puts me sure. at eight. Okay. I'm going to use my presence excellency because I'm okay. a solar, and why not? When why not? Yeah, uh, that puts now, me at twelve. And now two of us are a little glowy. I get okay. Two... Nope, solar's excellencies are free, so that oh, doesn't, right, 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 doesn't right. rack up anima. Right. Two dice from from Vashti's assistance. Yep. Um, and two dice from two my dice stunt. From stunt. Yep. Okay. So how many dice is that? Sixteen. Sixteen. What's my difficulty? Uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he uh, No. <laughs> that could happen. It's no, not mathematically impossible. Unlikely, but not impossible. Well, I mean, yeah, you could Four roll Four successes. Once. Okay. Well, <gasps> that is so much less than I thought it I, would be. I got two tens. Everything else is a failure. <laughs> well, that's the bell curve, baby. <laughs> RNG is a but harsh mistress. It is. But that still passes. Uh, so your... Um, your smooth talk calms them down a little bit and they're like, well, okay. And then they, they settle for just flanking you instead of tying you up. <laughs> they're like, they're like, mm, clearly this person right here who was a monster a second ago is no threat to us. So uh, we'll just stand five feet to the left with a spear. <laughs> and I, I turn to Steel and Vashti and say, consider him an honor guard. Oh, if you insist. That's nice. Does your does your weapon literally magnetically stick to your back? Yeah, like he uh, still just kind of lets it go and it just zoops right to his back. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Are, are, is Steel wearing clothes? Uh, I, I imagine that Steel actually probably has some form of clothes like molded into his form. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it all looks the same metal. So it just looks like a statue of someone carved out of metal that is wearing clothes. Okay, yeah. So, like, uh, you have, like, a tunic or whatever on, but it's, like, someone layered steel. Right, and it, yeah, it's very, also, mm-hmm. like, very clearly, like, like, centuries out of date. Okay, cool. So you're 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 carved in a style that nobody has ever seen. Right, the, I guess, I, my magic <laughs> would be, like, a Roman statue came to life and started just walking that, around. That's exactly yeah. what I was picturing, so I'm so yeah, glad yeah. that you said that. Like, that's, that's amazing. I just picture yeah, taking, that's... like any of the, you know, Greek or whatever soldiers from Assassin's Creed and just casting them in, like, shimmering black metal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Full steel right. is creepy looking. Yeah, so so as the, the circle is escorted in through the gates of the city, the the title of the TV show appears. <laughs> Exalted! <laughs> nice. Welcome to Champur, or whatever we're calling this little campaign. Although this is not affiliated campaign. with the Exalted TV show that is in development. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's yeah, this is is a, a good place to start stop. And if we want to like do want to spend some time talking about our impressions, since we have some some yeah, minutes. I'll do that. yeah, okay. I, I suppose like, it makes more sense for me to start because I'm coming to this relatively new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And and you're the host today. Right. So. Well, yes. Um, but uh, I mean, like so far, I'm really digging it. I, I admit uh, there's a lot of, of terminology that's kind of being thrown mm-hmm. at me at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm yes. still kind of parsing through all of that. That's any new tabletop role-playing game, right? Yeah, fair enough. Especially ones that have a lot of rules. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, this is, you know, obviously it's not like Pugmire. It's definitely a little more, uh, uh, has more rules depths than mm-hmm. uh, some of the other games we make. But it's it's nowhere near my recollection of second or third edition in terms of, of complexity. It, 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 right. Once I got the basic kind of structure of how the power and anima and modes flow, it seems like everything ties into that economy so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sure does. Yeah, no, I, like, I've, I've, I've been in charge of Exalted since 2018, and I still have terms that I'm like, what does that mean again? Because uh, there's, right. there's a lot of words in Exalted. But mm-hmm. that said, our goal, like, we talked about this a lot when we were doing the the, the Kickstarter and the, and the lead up to it and everything. It It is a rules lighter version, not a rules light version. It's not, right. it's not stripped down to, like, you roll two dice and you do everything. Like, because we still want to have the feeling of big epic play. Yeah. So what we were going for with level of complexity, similar to like a Chronicles of Darkness game, um, something like, a, you know, Deviant or a Changeling or a Mummy or what have you, where like mm-hmm. it's got some extra widgets. It's not just like a base game, but the extra widgets all make sense and they all right. work together. And like these like steps of combat are always the same. Um, so, yeah, I think that the, the whole team did a great job of of exactly what i was going for which was like as rules light as we could make it while keeping mm-hmm. the feel there because there were things that i i talked about taking out that the team was like no you absolutely like need that to have it feel like exalted and i was like oh okay cool like i i i trust y'all so yeah right i think the real key simplification that essence makes that is kind of the magic of it is being able to have 10 exalt types in one book yes. and yeah. still <laughs> have charms that make you feel like you're playing exalted um, mm-hmm. There's still some depth of charms. There's a lot of selection. I wasn't like, oh, I just take these starting charms as a solar. I still had tons of options uh, yeah. to make and play a unique character. And I think that's where when you compare Essence, which is what, like a 200 and something page book to uh, an Exalted Third Edition where you need a 300 page book per Exalt type. Yeah. <laughs> um, Essence is... is uh, simplified in that sense mm-hmm. right and, and I, I think at least from my limited experience with it now is um there's a lot of magic around uh reskimming right um mm-hmm. whereas with with uh, uh full exalted everything is kind of handcrafted and you have a very distinct feel of how everything plays out and that's cool and awesome and i would never take those bespoke charms from vance and elliot and the folks no totally <laughs> amazing Absolutely. at making those <laughs> But I mean, for me, it's like I was able to go through and say, okay, I see how these things mechanically do. And I was able to, on the fly, like reinterpret those based on my conception of the character. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't hard. It was like, okay, I have enough of a foundation to make what I think is cool. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I am really liking is um, in my head, I've been comparing it a bit to uh, StoryPath because that's what the system I I work in the most. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, It has some StoryPath DNA. Yeah, but the difference is StoryPath is definitely designed to fit um, Western styles of action adventure. You know, Mm -hmm. it's very Mm -hmm. much, you know, a a primetime television kind of action adventure, movie action adventure. Um, And things like the the, the economy of the the power bar specifically, Mm -hmm. um, definitely, like you mentioned uh, Shonen Manga, and it very much feels like, oh, I'm reading this week's episode of Shonen Jump, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it really does. I mean, I I could see this playing a Naruto game extremely easily with almost no changes. Uh, And Mm -hmm. while you could get Story Path to do that, 
moderately easily. It would take a little bit of work. Um, you know, like I know assassins, y'all did like sort of float a little bit in that space, but still it, it John Wick feels different from, you know, yeah. like, like a Naruto uh, or whatnot. Also assassins developed by two exalted people. Right. Right. <laughs> but I mean, but I think it's more the point is that assassins is kind of a nice middle ground between those two steps. Yeah. Um, but, and, and this, and like, if, if you, you see the same design ideology here, but it does, it does feel like a distinct experience, which is nice. Yeah. And the thing with like assassins, and exalted is that they are also pulling from the same source material yep and and if you trace it back far enough in its dna both john wick and assassin things are have a little bit of dna from wuxia and martial Mm -hmm. arts films right right yes like the the that idea of like hidden techniques and a, a hidden world where people fight and that sort of thing and like in exalted it's not a hidden world sure yeah, but like that, the idea of like having special techniques, having certain styles of fighting, um, mm-hmm. having things that like that being part of the world is important to both of them. So I kind of, it makes sense to me and not just because Violet and I are exalted people, but it makes sense that both games would have a similar feel, even if someone else had developed them. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I've been enjoying this um, and my, my experience definitely has been um, uh, this is something that it, it takes some getting to you. So I'm glad we spent an entire episode just talking about character creation because that helped me to kind of figure out how it all clicks together. Mm-hmm. But um, now that we're in it, it's all working just pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we did as a team while designing the core system um, is to move a lot of the things that third edition pushes out into charms for competency purposes to move bake them into the core system Mm -hmm. so you have this like solid basic engine where if you just played with the basic essence rules and no charms you would still be powerful competent heroes Mm because we set it up to sort of support that at the baseline like the foundation itself is full of things to do uh, right. and like H and I played the basic system sort of like a board game to get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, she and I spent a lot of time in our house sort of playing Exalted one-on-one, but just testing the rules uh, <laughs> uh, to make sure that, that you had a strong foundation because then charms are exception-based design. So you have, mm-hmm. you have to have these good, strong, basic rules that then you can hang your powers on that go, okay, well, normally you can't do this, but a charm says you can. Normally you yeah. can't do this, right. but a charm says you can. Right. Normally you can't see through darkness, but a charm says you can. Like, uh, And so it winds up being crunchy, I guess, uh, like a Chronicles of Darkness, like a D&D 5th edition, where it has a lot of rules, but all those rules are in place so that you can ignore them <laughs> or yes. modify them. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I- I've always felt that Exalted Charm design works best when it's feel like a collectible card game. Yeah. In a sense of... <laughs> does this, does it, yeah. this feel like a collectible card game to you? It, it does, honestly. I mean, uh, the, <laughs> whereas I think third edition feels like magic with absolutely every set thrown in, yeah. you know, <laughs> fair, fair. This is much more, okay. I got my booster pack and I have a basic idea of how the, you know, the, the core design works. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I will say as being sort of the navigator of how that went, um, I was definitely inspired a lot by Malifaux, um, mm-hmm. Minnie's game, which I, I've talked about before cause I adore it. Um, but it has basically every character, like every unit, every character is like a unique person. Um, and even the ones that aren't still have a unique flavor because they're supposed to be people who are like doing specific jobs or specific like super badasses who do this certain thing. 
and so it has really, really solid basic rules that make you kind of feel like a weird West badass. Right. And then everybody gets to do weird things with that. And it is just like, is it perfect? No. Is it a masterclass in exception-based design? Yes. Uh, and if I hadn't, really, if I hadn't participated like in their third edition beta and like learned a lot from the, the, the struggles of polishing that, uh, I don't know that we would have been able to direct Essence as nicely as we did. Uh, and also like D did the core rules and D and Megan did the core rules. So like all-star team right there. It's just yeah. so many, just so many excellent people who worked on this. Uh, what a, what a phenomenal team. I'm truly blessed. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, so I'm definitely, I'm definitely eager to, to play more. So uh, we'll do that next time. Uh, but as we're wrapping up, um, yeah. uh, Monica, if you wanted to chat with you online, where would they find you? Well, I hang out in the official Onyx Path Discord, and I'm also on the fan cord. Um, I would give you my handle, but please don't ping me. <laughs> I will appear. If you have, are having a conversation in the Essence channel, I will appear. I promise. Uh, but just say your name three times. Yeah, just <laughs> don't do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do read them. I read the channels like pretty much all the time. And sometimes I chime in and sometimes I don't. But I always love specific... how I like manage to show up when they're talking about goth shit specifically. <laughs> like I will not check the fan cord for like a week or two. And then like I'll jump in and Ray will have just started talking about like bats. I'm like, I'm like, are we talking about bats? Like Yeah, and if you wanna follow me on Twitter, I am at Zenith Sun. And if you want to listen to me talk about game design, you can go listen to my other podcast, Bonus Experience, uh, which I host with Ray, who we've brought up a bunch of times, uh, and it is a uh informative show about design that is also very funny. Mm -hmm. I don't want to call it a, I don't really want to call it a comedy show because we don't like do bits, but we do present information humorously. Right. Um and there's always a funny cold open at the beginning of every episode that's based on one of our weird ADHD tangents. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and confirm. Yeah, and, and she, you can follow that at Bonus EXP cast on Twitter. And how about you, Chez? Well, you, uh, I am also on the Exalted fan cord, but do not read it regularly. Um, <laughs> I, I will give permission for people to at me if they really want my take on something, um, and I'll come and take a look at it. Um, I am also on many podcasts um, related to Onyx Path stuff. So uh, I guess the two most related to Exalted would be the Systematic Understanding of Everything, where Monica and uh, Terry were my co-hosts as we did a deep dive into all of Exalted. So if you want to hear us talk about all of Exalted and a bunch of Essence in about 35 episodes, go check that out. And um, the Story Told podcast. Uh, where I recently wrapped up a very long-running uh, Dragon-Blooded 3rd Edition actual play called The Fall of Giara. Nice. So, uh, and you can follow me on Twitter as at StoryToldChess. How about you, Dixie? Uh, as usual, you can find me in all the places they just mentioned as Dixie Cyanide, although I think I'm Cydixial on the fan court right now. I was Dixigent for a long time. <laughs> because <laughs> um, I just changed depending on whatever we're working on uh, but yeah so you can find me floating around but I'm Dixie Cyanide on pretty much all social media you can find me here uh, pretty much every Friday uh, except for when Eddie and Matthew kick me out and tell me to go away and just just edit their voices and not not be heard that's true it happens all the time by all the time almost never <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it happened a lot last month, is all I'm saying. That's true, that's true. Well, this month will definitely <laughs> not happen. Um, 
uh, you will not find me on any Exalted fan discords, but you will find me on the Onyx Path Discord. Um, you can also find me on Twitter as Pugsteady, P-U-G-S-T-A-D-Y. You can find my website, Pugsteady.com. You can probably find me on the TF Wiki trying to add my character as a Transformer. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be a little, es- a little higher essence before you can turn into a vehicle. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, not yet. <laughs> Which, yeah, is, which is yeah. weird because technically I can turn into a vehicle already because the Zamata yeah. is a vehicle. Uh, not, not for public release, but uh, depending on if we want to pick this up later or do a part two, there mm. might be turn into vehicle charms in the companion <laughs> if you want to try them out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this goes. We'll see how this yeah. goes. Um, but yes, uh, tune in next week for the next part of our ongoing game. And as always, many worlds. Yeah.